Hello and welcome back to the Second Screening Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas Lane, and I'm joined with my good, good friend, Matthew Rieger. What's up, Internet? I don't remember if I had a catchphrase that I would say at the beginning or not, because it's been so long. <laughs> no, it's been a while. Uh, no, I don't think you had a catchphrase. I think it was just something <laughs> you just changed up every time. I oh, think. okay, perfect. Good, because yeah. I certainly don't have one now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a while since we re- recorded one of these. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, you know, we're supply chain supply chain problems. Uh, now the you know the pandemic going along uh, didn't really make it easy for us to record. Uh, and then you know maybe somebody picked a movie that's three hours long during one of the busiest periods of one of our hosts' uh, careers. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Uh, Let's dive right in. Matthew, uh, how have you been? What have you been up to? What what has uh, kept you so busy? Uh, you know, got a graduated finally, got a job, you know, doing mechanical engineering stuff, uh, working on my dumb thingy verse. Uh, yeah, just kind of chugging along uh, regarding how long it's been since we've recorded. You know, it's good when the guy that you pay money to edit your podcast. Hey, Ben. Uh, emails you and says like hey are you guys still doing that <laughs> yeah uh yeah hello nicholas hello Matt. so i want to give a shout out to ben uh sorry we haven't had any uh new episodes in a while but uh thank you for everything you do for us ben yeah no thank you yeah, it's very grateful. <laughs> yeah boy all right so this time on the second screening podcast we are talking about fiddler on the roof wait wait i i need to refresh uh was the last movie we did, was it Mean Guns? or did It we, was Mean Guns. It was, okay, so the, the movie before this movie, which was, you know, possibly a podcast killer movie, was the Matthew Killer Yeah, exactly. Of Mean we, Guns. We had two podcast killers back-to-back uh, for different reasons. Yeah. One of them was god-awful. <laughs> Not god-awful, but, like, it was hard to watch. And the other one was so fucking long. It was so long, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, basically, I wanted to rewatch this movie, and I decided that I wanted you to watch it, too. Sure, yeah, nothing <laughs> Nothing says the purpose of this podcast is to guilt my friends into watching stuff that I want to watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, it is a... 1971 movie, I believe. Yeah, and please say uh, what Wikipedia says. I believe it says a uh, epic, epic musical. Yeah, I'm which trying is, to find that. Yeah, which is a uh, uh, I'd never heard of that genre, but uh, the fact that I, I think on Wikipedia, I think that uh, it's a link, which which to me says that there are more epic musicals, and it was a genre I didn't know I needed until now. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that. I I hadn't seen that. Let me see. Yes, yeah, so it is a 1971 film. Um, set in a pre-revolution uh, Russia, uh, so it's still under the uh, reign of the Tsar. Um, but we'll get into some more of that in our everyone's favorite segment, Matthew's Factuals. Matthew, hit us with some factuals. Yep. So this is where I realized that me just reading off, you know, IMDb trivia is boring. So <laughs> because of my my love of trivia, as everybody knows, Team Orange Cat. Um, I basically turned Matthew's factuals into trivia, so it's a surprise trivia for you. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, I see. So I have to guess on the trivia. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, you know, so I, I wrote some questions. Uh, I think for uh, I call I call the genre that this movie is in grandma's movies because <laughs> because I definitely remember in the '90s my grandmother having I think like two movies. So one was the Fugitive. <laughs> 
starring William uh, Harrison Ford uh, because she loved Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. So that was, you know, the most ambitious crossover for her. And she definitely had this movie in the 90s. And I think it was probably like a double VHS because, you know, it's three hours long. But uh, yeah, but uh, I think, uh, you know, I wrote as much trivia as I could for uh, uh, this uh, uh, grandma's movie. And, and that's not an insult. Grandma's movie. That's just yeah, yeah. I mean, realize it. Like I said, everybody just imagine. Yeah, your grandma had this movie, yeah, especially she if she was a Jewish or a, a, a quite Catholic grandmother, which mine was. So, OK. <laughs> All right. So uh, once it was released. Uh, this was the longest-running musical on Broadway until it was overtaken by what musical? Oh, it must be Cats. It's not Cats. Really? Yep. Oh, um, because I know Cats is the longest-running musical currently, but it must have been taken over by something else and then surpassed by or sur surpassed by Cats. I think Cats came a lot later. Yes. Oh, yeah, much later. Cats is like 1982, and this is like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 50s this and 60s. Is when six, this was... I think 64 is when it was uh, on, on Broadway. So I'm talking about the Broadway version. All right, give me two more guesses. Okay. Uh, we'll do three guesses for each. Sure. So that okay, you know, that's reasonable. Yeah, and um, if some nothing, none of these are crazy, and you know, I'll give you a hint if you need it. This yeah. is just a, it's a fun way instead of me literally just reading. Uh, no, I, I like it a lot actually. Uh, okay, so let's see. Um, was it? It what was it? Oklahoma? It was not Oklahoma. Not Oklahoma. Okay. And so I'm trying to think of like 60s it, movies or mm -hmm. 60s musicals. It, uh, uh, and the one that uh, overtook it on Broadway was also adapted into a movie. Yeah. So then my next guess was going to be West Side Story. It's uh, it's Grease. Grease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't realize Grease was that long running. I, I knew it was popular, but I didn't know it was like that popular. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, that's at least that's what the, uh, that's what the Internet says. And the Internet uh, is always to be trusted. That is fair. That is 100 percent right. OK. So as you pointed out, this came out in 71, right? Yes. The so, movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. OK. Back to the movie here. So this received eight nominations at the 44th Academy Awards, uh, including Best Picture, which it did not win. What movie did it lose to for Best Picture? 71 Best Picture. Um, I can oh. give you a hint if you want. I would love a hint because I'm actually really bad about this. Yeah, trivia. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so the, the it, it's an American crime thriller and uh, Popeye Doyle. That's your hint. Mm. So the good news is at least you recognize it. Yeah, I feel like I should get it. Is it The Godfather? Nope, not The Godfather. Is it? Am I in the right genre? Because um, I was going to say The Goodfellas next. <laughs> <laughs> You're just hitting. You're just hitting all the mob movies yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, crime drama. The Departed. The Departed. <laughs> was it The Departed? No, it was no, not no. The Departed. So I'm saying The Departed. <laughs> jackal, jackal. It's a jackal. It's a jackal. Um, let's see. Oh, crime drama. Oh, I know I'm gonna. I'm, I know I'm gonna know it. Uh, yeah, you'll recognize it. It's uh, Dirty uh, Harry. Uh, nope. Oh, okay. Starring. It was a crime thriller starring Gene Hackman. Oh, I'm not going to get it. It's The French Connection. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm aware of it, but I've actually never seen The French Connection. Oh, God, no, don't pick that one now. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to see The French Connection. No, it's fine. Okay, so... My okay. next movie's going to be Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I watched that movie. That <laughs> was rough. That was a rough one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so of the uh, eight nominations that did win three, guess, which, guess uh, what uh, the awards were. All right. Um, this is the keeping movie. with a theme that is familiar to us, is it best uh, costume? 
Oh, or are you referring to Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad and uh, Best Makeup? That was a Best Makeup is what I meant. Yes, yeah, that's was, what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, it was not Best Makeup. Best Makeup, okay. Um, well, was it... Is there a Best Musical? No. Uh, it's it's related to that-ish. Oh, Best Score. It was... one. Best Score was one of them. Okay, and then it got three, you said? Yep. They're uh, all technical. They're all technical. Right, I'll okay. give you that. So, um, is it set? Uh, not set. Yeah. Um, is that even a thing that you can I don't set? know if that's a thing, but um, I, I feel I feel like it's always sunny where I'm like, I don't know if that's an award, but I don't know enough to dispute it. It's like best stage direction. Uh, is uh, also related to uh, uh, it being a musical best sound. Oh, sure. Okay. And, and then and then similarly related, uh, the cinematography of this movie was so good. Ah, uh, that's so, so good. Best, cinema, best cinematography. Best cinematography, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, so relating to cinematography, this one just blew my mind. So the uh, uh, director, uh, Norman Jewison. So uh, uh, here's a, a real quick interjection. Norman Jewison, Jewish, true or false? Oh, I'm going to have to say false. Yeah, it is false. Apparently, per IMDb, they hired uh, United Artists hired him because they thought he was Jewish, and his first <laughs> words to them were, "You know, I'm not Jewish, right?" <laughs> That's so wow. They didn't do any research in this guy, but his last name is Jewish. Son. I mean, if I just you know, if somebody told me you know back then you go to the phone book and you're like Jewish son, nailed it, mm-hmm. moving on, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, so he told the director of photography. To photography dp as we call them in the biz mm-hmm. dp don't google that on certain websites I mean, <laughs> I mean i'm not here to tell i'm not king shaman everybody do what you want yeah um so he told uh, his dp he wanted to have a, a earthy tone so due to that uh the uh, director of photography uh this entire film was actually filmed with something over the lens Is what, it what what was it vaseline not vaseline but that's a good guess because yeah whenever they want to do that like far away dreamy kind of vibe oh kind of the uh like sahara yes the heat the heat waves yeah yeah or like if they do like the and they go into like someone's mind palace and they're having like this dream yeah they will rub like vaseline or they had to rub vaseline on the screen to give it like that kind of like hazy look um that's why that's the only thing they really just rub like mud on the screen nope it's not mud no it's, it's, it's an article of clothing oh um they and it was Wait, where where was it? It was it was over the lens the entire movie. Was it uh, stockings like nylon stockings? Yeah, yeah, pantyhose. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it, in fact, it even says that in some scenes, you know, you can see the the lattice of the pantyhose. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I did not. So I mean, now, that's now I want to do a third screening just to, just to look for the pantyhose. <laughs> okay, last one. Last wow, one. Okay, okay. okay. Topol, who is still alive. Both the director and Topol are still alive. Really? Yeah. I thought Topol had passed away. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Wikipedia says he's still alive. We'll send him a link to this episode. Oh, great. Um, uh, how old was he uh, in real life uh, portraying uh, uh, Tebyov? He was, he must have been like 65, right? Something along those lines? So you're saying the actor Topol. You know, Topol was 65 when he acted in this movie? Yes. A little high. Oh, really? Um, well then, I guess, was he like 51? He was 35. No, what? I mean, that's what it says. I didn't run the numbers, but, uh, here, wait. Wait a second. Yeah, look that up. Also, apparently his first name, his last name is Topol, his first name is Chaim. Yeah. So we, but he was like listed as, uh, wait. Yeah, no, says, wait, wait. Yeah, he was 35. 
35, 36, yes. 35? Yeah, exactly, yeah. What the hell? He looked so old. I know, right? That guy... That dude must have lived. Like, holy crap. Yeah, I can imagine he was like seven, and uh, he was able to, you know, buy a beer. I mean, it was a different time, so every oh, seven years, yeah, yeah. you just had to have a note from your parents. Man, my gosh. He, like... Wow. I th- he is as old as I am. Yeah, that's why it was funny to me. So, anyways, those are my factuals, like I said, for... You know, other, I think, more recent movies, I think I can come up with better trivia questions. But it's just a more interesting way to deliver. I like it. I, I really like it. I thought that was a, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. At least it was a lot of fun for me. If uh, For you, the listener, to let us know, yeah, uh, we right. probably won't change anything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'll, I'll just be so excited that we got an email about it. Yeah, that, absolutely. That I, I won't even care. They'll be like, hey, I just write you. Wanted to write you to let you know you guys suck. I'll be like, they do listen, they do. though. Someone does listen. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about uh, Fiddler on the Roof really quickly. So it's Fiddler starts with uh, Topol or Tevia, played by Topol. Tevia, uh, our uh, main guy, he's basically the narrator as well, uh, kind of for as much as there's a narrator, but he's like the main part of this the movie and the through line. He's talking about their you know living in the town of Anatevka, which he, is not real. I thought it was real. It's not real. Oh really? I yeah. actually thought it was real too. Yeah. Um, and it's you know. Pre-revolution Russia, everyone's living under the czar. He's, you know, the name Fiddle on the Roof is exposed really quickly as a um, metaphor for the living of the, living in the town of Anatevka, where much like a fiddler on the roof is trying to scratch out a tune while not breaking his neck by falling off the building, the people of Anatevka are trying to scratch out a living while not starving to death in like this, you know, traditionally poor little village. Um, but the only thing that's keeping them uh, with solid footing is tradition in which he breaks into the song uh title tradition title tradition and it's a great song tradition 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 um great and so they are you know he's going through the town a little bit and like showing you know who the people are essentially they, you know, he has five daughters, only three of whom do we ever actually know the names of. There's uh, Zydel, Modal, and uh, Hava. Wait, wait, Modal? No, Modal's. Oh, it, no, Modal's uh, not Modal. Yeah, um, shoot. It's, it's, wait, no, wait. I, I, like, I had to give all of them, my, like, names myself just because, like, I couldn't <laughs> remember their names. It was like, was it Hodor? No. Oh, no. Hodel. Yeah. Hodel. Yeah. Not modal. It's Hodel yeah. with an H-O-D I'm gonna, instead of M-O-T. I'm going to call her Hodor. That's yeah. Hodor. Problem. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, those three, um, basically, they are looking for the eldest daughter to, you know, get wed. Um, so, they're having the matchmaker come and talk about making a match. And wait, one one thing I did want to propose to you is, yeah. is, is I want to address every musical number and just tell us how, if we like them or not, like as we go through the story. Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. So tradition. Uh, I mean, obviously, everybody likes tradition, and if you don't, I hate you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's um, a banger. Yeah, that's a super banger. So tra- tradition is great, and it's also the through line basically of the entire film. Like, uh, anytime Tevia runs into a moral choice that he has to make, it always comes down to tradition, and they either he'll sing a rendition of tradition or the theme of tradition will play in the score of the music. It's it's like um, one thing that I really like about uh, The Fragile by Nine Inch Nails is how that one tune is like representative in different songs mm-hmm. in different forms. So yeah, it's like, 
yeah, yeah, when it uses the same musical of tradition, uh, it's super cool, especially, you know, as, if it addresses something that is against tradition. Yeah. It's called juxtaposition. <laughs> I learned that from clerics. Uh, so I believe that they call that uh, when they have like that piece of like a snippet of a song that kind of is uh, revisited in other songs and things like that. Or like uh, in the case of tradition, it's called a motif. Oh, is that so? You know, I listen to the score, you know, because mm -hmm. I listen to classical music all the time, so I don't just flip out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Edmund Stone will always talk about like motifs. Mm -hmm. and, and I just, I like, I basically just uh, repeat it uh, to sound like I know what I'm like, mm, <laughs> yes, motifs. But I actually yeah. didn't know what it Okay. No, yeah, you're right. Because a motif is like a theme, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good trivia. So this, <laughs> here's a trivia. Uh, uh, question for you. So this musical uh, term is used here. It, it's motif. It's motif. <laughs> yeah, it's motif. Yeah, exactly. Did they so, do, do they do Matchmaker yet? No, we're getting. We're okay, just okay, getting okay. into it. Yeah. So basically, like all the girls are like, oh, I can't wait. Like two, the the second oldest and the third oldest are like, gosh, I can't. I wish the Matchmaker was coming for me. I sure do love uh, the idea of getting married immediately. Which is Hollabred and Hodor. Right? Yeah, Hollabred and Hodor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's idols like no, it sucks, and then they have a song about it, um, yeah. which is called Matchmaker. Actually, uh, looking at Wikipedia, it's actually Matchmaker. Matchmaker is the name of the song. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, but yeah, basically they yeah. sing about the matchmaker, and they the two girls are excited at first, and then Zidal's like, "What if he beats you, but only when he's drunk, which will or only when he's sober? So luckily, will never or that'll never happen." You know, like, the, the Russians have always been able to take nihilism and. Just take the best parts of it. Yeah, exactly. Looking on that positive side. Yeah. So, but Matchmaker is a fun song. I liked Matchmaker a lot. I, I, you know, uh, spoiler alert. I, I hated it the first time, and then the second time, I was like, I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually <laughs> did like it. And then another thing I realized was, okay, so the first song tradition, like the whole movie, is about going against that, right? Yeah. Well, in Matchmaker, like all of that kind of comes true in mm -hmm. terms of they all get matches, right? So. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that kind of sets up like the main story of the movie or kind of the main story of the movie going forward is that uh, the movie's couched around these three girls getting married. Um, the, everything that kind of happens is around that. Like we kind of, you could almost break, I know this is actually a two act movie, but you can almost break it up into three acts being like first act is Idol getting married. Second act is Hodel getting married, and then third act is Chava getting married. Yeah, yeah, very true. No, yeah. That, that's yeah, that's a that's a very that's a very good uh, that's a good point, good observation. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so yeah, it turns out that Zidal wants to get married to Modal, the tailor, the poor tailor. Who um, I will but, call Motel. Yeah, Motel, uh, who I love. He's like probably my favorite character outside of like maybe Tevia. I do love Tevia a lot. Um, so we'll meet Modal in just a second, but. Uh, you know, they have the matchmaker come over and she's like, hey, she needs to get married to uh, the richest man in town, kind of, I guess, or one of the richest men in town, the butcher, Laser Wolf. Oh, God. Major Laser? Yeah, Major Laser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the butcher from uh, Silent Hill uh, uh, Downpour, uh, Major Laser. Yeah, which we, we got briefly introduced to Laser Wolf, um, the butcher, uh, during the initial like tradition song where like they're going around through the town and he just like chops up this uh, beef without looking at it and then like hits like puts his uh, knife or his butcher over his cleaver, hand over his hand yeah. does an overhand hit into the butcher block yeah without looking at anything it, it made me so nervous it was a different time yeah. no and it, no it made me like yeah like like when I watched that both times I was like so uncomfortable yeah oh my gosh. Um, so 
after ma the matchmaker song um so tevia has this thing where he like one of the main characters of the film is god uh <laughs> he constantly is talking to god which themselves. I love. Yeah, I love it too. It's, um, it's funny because like, you know, it's like this being a, you know, play in a musical, it's like, it's almost a monologue, except yeah. like in a monologue, you kind of need to talk to the audience, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, he's still talking to somebody else, not yeah. the audience. Yeah, It exactly. just happens to be God. Yeah. <laughs> so he's constantly talking to God directly. Uh, God never uh, responds back, but um, it does kind of give you this like sense of an intimate relationship that at least he feels that he has with his own God. Um, and so he, you know, asked God if it was like, you know, wouldn't it have been possible for me to be a rich man just with a small, a little fortune? Yeah. And then he sings the banger of all bangers. If I were a rich man, I feel like so um, if I were a rich man, I wonder. So I know that if you go into America, if you were to go on an elevator before the apocalypse, and uh -huh. if you were to just say if you were just go on any elevator and if you were to just go. Do, 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 do. No, 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 no. Everyone else, yeah. like at least one other person will do it. And I really wonder if you were to go into an elevator and be like, if I were a rich man. And like, someone goes, and then they start with the sickest dance moves ever. I love his dancing. Where he just like, stomps <laughs> his feet and like waggles his arms up yeah. and down. He's so funny. I yeah. love him so much. Uh, so that was a great song. I love, love, love that song. Um, he goes, so Tevye goes into town. Gwen Stefani. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he goes into town and, you know, he, you hear about some of the outside world. Uh, there's like pogroms going on where like... Uh, What's a pogrom? So a pogrom is like a, uh, basically a thing where the czar was making people like, um, m like move, like basically ethnic cleansing of Russia. Oh. Uh, it's, yeah, so... Um, America did that too. So, yeah, we so, did. Yeah, sorry exactly. About that. Yeah. But yeah. So, so according to Wikipedia, program is a violent riot incited with the aim of massacring or expelling an ethnic or religious group, particularly Man, Jews. They need to give that a new name because I was like pogrom. I was like, that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need uh, to call that like a like they need to be like he was executing a a, a, a murder killia. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's see, that's I don't want that. Yeah. Pogrom though, maybe I'm into that. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not now, but not nah, no, I know, but it does sound nice when it actually wasn't. So yeah, yeah you learn about these other like uh, Jewish towns that were getting like their people were being forced out of uh, because of the czar, um, for whatever reason. Uh, I actually, to be honest, I don't really know this period of Russian history, or well, I'll be honest, I don't really know a lot about Russian history. This one, I am totally clueless on as to why the czar was trying to do it outside of the general anti-Semitism that was very popular at the time. Well, I mean, you get the, uh, you know, you get a double whammy of anti-Semitism and their resources, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's probably it. So anyway, um, Tevya meets this man named Perchik. Perchik is a university student from Kiev. Oh, God. At the time, spelled, he's, or pronounced Kiev. Yeah, he's, uh, he's basically like a... Uh, it, he's like a obnoxious like, stereotype yeah. of a student who just took like philosophy 101. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Where he's like, you backwards man. Yeah. <laughs> How could you live such a, a genteel life and not know anything? Oh, and he's got a stupid hat. Oh, I meant to bring that up. Uh, uh, Tevia's hat. Yeah. I freaking love that hat. Oh, really? Like, okay. uh, like, like the, uh, the, the look of that hat. And I don't even, you know, because it's almost like a, it's almost... God, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but that hat's awesome. But uh, yeah. uh, but uh, Philosophy 101 has a stupid-looking hat. I hate his hat. Yeah, so Philosophy 101 has a stupid hat. His name is Perchik. He comes back later. 
Uh, but basically, um, Tevia takes like a shine to him because uh, during the matchmaking song, it kind of comes out that Tevia really, and also the If I Were a Rich Man, you kind of get the impression that Tevia, though a poor man himself, uh, really loves the pursuit of knowledge. And so this man from the university, he strikes up a deal with that because uh, Perchik or uh, Philosophy 101 uh, doesn't have any money or a place to stay in their town. I don't know what brought him there, really. He just seems to be traveling. I um, mean, you know, it was a different time, right? It was the, yeah, the, you know, where people would actually just, move and yeah. could, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, the idea where it's like, uh, you know, like I'm too, like, you know, we have access to, you know, Expedia and credit mm-hmm. cards. And like, I'm nervous to take like a day trip to, yeah, like, yeah. on a plane. <laughs> I'll be like, well, what if, what if my hotel reservation, what if there was like a glitch and I have to like stay in like a not nice room? And then these, these mother truckers is rolling around where it's like, I'm going to take everything I uh, own and uh, go over here and uh, hope for the best. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's just like, I guess, wandering around and he runs into um, Tevia. Tevia offers him food and shelter uh, in exchange for teaching his youngest daughters whatever he feels is inclined to be. Yeah, li- uh, liberal indoctrination. Liberal indoctrination, which he does. Like, later. <laughs> The first, like, the only thing that you see that he, like, learns or that he teaches them is not to trust his employers by using, like, a piece of the Bible. That's <laughs> right. The Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, I know, right? That... Yeah, when it's, like, the the, 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 got, the, the gotcha story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the, the story he gives, you know, where it's, like, a, there's, like, an indentured servant and then, you know, he's like, I'll work for this guy for seven years if you let me marry your daughter. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then after seven years, he's like, here's the ugly one. He's like, oh, no, not that one. I got to work another seven years. Mm-hmm. It's basically the modern version of like, hey, do you want to split this soda? And then you drink the whole thing. And you're like, mine was at the bottom half. And yeah, it's yeah. like, got him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. It turns out this guy is a super communist. Um, like Trotsky would have been like would have blushed at how much this guy was a fucking yeah, communist. He, he was ready to seize the means of production for the proletariat. Yeah. Like at any it, given at, time. Yeah. yeah. And he basically says as much in like the first minute that you, you uh you meet him. So anyway, uh he comes back later, but um And also like during all of this, there's also the backdrop of it just being just like it's it's just the most Jewish things that could be happening, which is incredible. It's yeah. like it's like Yogi Berra, the movie. It's just like I just <laughs> It's just so much of like, as the good book says, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, yeah, just all of like, you know, I'm not Jewish, but but if I had a Jewish grandmother, I I feel like we all have a little Jewish grandmother somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I will say that one of the things that I, I I at least as a Gentile like something that I feel like it does is give me insight into what it might have been like to be a Jewish person living during these times, particularly in like. Uh, what I'm going to assume is Western Russia. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, you know, even though it is a made-up town, you know, he says Kiev, and mm-hmm. there's kind of implications that, you know, it's, you know, U- Ukraine, which, you know, when we uh, uh, first watched this movie, the Russian-Ukraine uh, dynamics were different than, yes. than yes. as we record right now. Yes, they were but much at least different. some things never change. Yeah. Um, Russia still thinks that Ukraine is part of Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. I didn't know this, but I learned that Ukraine... Actually, literally means borderland. Correct. Yeah, which is why it was like the Ukraine. Yeah, it, because it was like the, the borderland. Border. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I didn't know that was that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, to me. Um, anyway, so yeah, they're um, somewhere in Western Russia. It, you kind of get that impression. Um, 
so yeah, we meet Perchik. Uh, it's the Sabbath, so everyone has to do like, you know, be home before dark because the day starts. The day, I believe, it, and if I'm wrong, please someone correct me, but I believe in the Jewish faith, um, the day starts after sunset. So the next day, so the Sabbath is like what we would consider Friday night. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, I think that's true. And, and also, so you have yeah. to be inside during the Sabbath. There's no working during the Sabbath. You're not inside, like you can't, you know, you just aren't supposed to work during the Sabbath. And right? you and definitely so. can't roll on Sabbath. Yes, you cannot. And I sure as shit don't fucking roll! Um, and so, yeah, they have a dinner. Um, Perchik is invited and Modal is there as well. Another blessing. Another blessing. I love that. that was a, <laughs> so Golda is uh, Tevya's wife, the main character's wife. Um, and she's so sassy. I love her so much. Um, they have, they do a, a song for the Sabbath. Um, it's not listed here as one of the lists of songs, but it was, or it's set the Sabbath prayer um by tevia and golda i liked that a lot um a little like dour it's not a very like upbeat song but it was really sweet i thought i like the so i like the tune of it yeah one of the things about the songs that i don't the songs that i don't like in this musical are because i think the lyrics are like dumb not sure. dumb simple right yeah yeah where you know it's like it's like it, there'll be a song and maybe i'll be like eh, i don't feel great about this and like you know they'll say you know just some word and then i'll guess i'll be like i bet the next rhyming word is going to be this word because that's the easiest one and it is yeah, yeah. so yeah which is an older like a, a like a mid-century uh musical writing style right uh that was it just feels like every musical that was written in the 50s and 60s that was kind of it because they needed to be a little bit like simple and showier i feel like Oh, and they um, didn't. They didn't have. Uh, I don't think Marshall Mathers was alive either. No, no, so, they didn't have the rap god. Yeah, yeah, they did not have the rap god. So <laughs> maybe I'm being too judgmental. You might be for sure. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, I, I like the tune of that song. Yeah, I yeah, I liked it. Um, I also like that they get the little table. I mean, yes, yeah, they, you know, yeah. like all it reminded me, you know, Thanksgiving. Be like, get the children's table. Yeah, yeah, get a set of the kids' table for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, um, after the Sabbath. You know, uh, Golda asked Tevya to talk to Laser Wolf about the marriage. Uh, earlier, it's established that Tevya and Laser don't really care for each other. I don't think that they're like, they hate each other, but they're just not like friends. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's like, he's like, why do I have to go and talk to him? And she's like, just fucking go talk to him. And he's like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. Um, and so he goes and talks to Laser. They have this really amusing conversation where uh, because Laser Wolf is the butcher, Tevia thinks that he wants to buy his new milk cow to butcher. Um, and so they have this misunderstanding in which Laser thinks that he's there to talk about the potential, like, you know, to come to an agreement about the marriage. Uh, Tevia thinks that they're talking about the cow. And so they're having this, like, really confusing conversation with each other. And then it comes out that, no, it's about the marriage. And um, Tevia reluctantly-ish agrees to the marriage. And so they have this, like, Ah, big celebration. Let's go have some drinks. So they drink a lot to everything, like to life, to uh, wealth and happiness and blah, blah, blah. And then there's a big scene, like a song in the bar. They go to a bar and, or I guess in this case, it would be a public house. They go to a public house and um, have this big song and dance. you say it's dance. a public house because you didn't see like an actual bar? Yes. Yeah, yeah kind <laughs> of. Or like, but I think at the time frame, yeah, it would have yeah, been just like a public yeah. house, right? Um, and so the, you know, they have the song called to life. Um, we'll talk about that in just a second, but yeah, it's a, a song about, you know, to life. 
and they have a dance. Uh, there's Russian or not Russian. They're, they're all Russian, but like um, czarist youths there. Uh, so non so Gentiles are there as well. And they have yeah, like, they, basically yeah. a dance battle. It's but it was really fun because they were all like trying to like celebrate with each other, but they don't know how to talk to each other really well because they're like different walks of life. And so they have this like dance party slash battle. Yeah, it it's was, basically it was like step up four. Yeah, I guess step up zero because <laughs> it came before the first step up. So yeah, step up prequel outside of the inn. So after the song, Tevia runs into the constable who's like, hey, there's going to be this thing, this unofficial demonstration. We have to like prove that we're like taking care of business around here which the, i totally i i still do not completely understand you know what was the ask of the constable from the government it was basically to set up a pogrom um, oh, oh yeah so they had to like i think that they had to cause trouble under order to make it like oh look how unstable it is out here uh, in this Jewish village. Oh, what? They're just like a, just like a, okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that later. So, I think that's like a, a false flag. Yes, kind Man, of that. Yeah, Re Russia hasn't changed for a long time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I that's that was my impression. Okay, I, okay. I was actually thinking about it during this. I was like, what was the point of this? Um, yeah. So the constable warns that it's going to be an unofficial demonstration. Oh, it actually says in Wikipedia a euphemism for a minor pogrom. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but the constable doesn't want to do that because he's like lived there all of his life. Um, yeah, because it's established in this village that there's, you know, Jews, you know, it's not just a Jewish, Jewish village, village, right? There's it's Jews and Gentiles. Gentiles so. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, one thing about this movie is like, yeah, the, the, the character interaction between those two, it's like, you know, it's like they kind of like each other, you know, yeah. at least respected each other. And uh, it's just, I don't know, that conversation just, yeah, captures a lot. So. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're quite friendly with each other, despite being from, like, different walks of life. Right. Um, and they've also, you know, known each other for, you know, ever. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, the constable and uh, Tevia, like, obviously have some form of relationship. The constable seems like he doesn't want to do this at all, like this minor program that he's about to do. But, you know, he can't disobey orders, basically. Um, so, Tevia goes to uh, Zydel, his first daughter, and tells her the story about... Um, marrying Major Laser. Marrying Major Laser. Actually, I must correct myself. The next morning, actually, right before that, all of the daughters are listening to Perchik's story about the, his, like, Marxist interpretation of the Bible. Oh, yeah, um, that's right, yeah. That's when... Uh, Hodel, the second oldest, uh, you know, kind of they form a relationship, uh, Perchek and Hodel. And so they kind of like have this like flirtatious like com conversation and all that. Um, he, you know, teaches her dance that he learned in Kiev, um, which is supposed to be so like scandalous. scandalous. Yeah, like men and women are not supposed to dance with each other in the Jewish faith at this time in this particular part of Russia and maybe elsewhere. But I'm only... You know, I'm only aware of the rules for this uh, this village. <laughs> the rules. I'm only aware of the rules as they were established in this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, it could be different elsewhere. I don't right, know, right, uh, right. to be honest. But anyway, um, so, yeah, they uh, they begin to fall in love. Uh, Tevya has a massive hangover from, like, just drinking all night. And they're having, like... Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, him just uh, downing shot after shot of vodka. Of vodka, yeah. yeah. Apparently it was actually schnapps, which I think is a pretty traditional... Oh, okay, okay. Which is just flavored vodka. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a schnapps, like, a, it's like usually, like, more watered down, though. But Yeah, I mean, perhaps. Okay, okay, okay. I just... Yeah, because someone said pass the schnapps, and, like, it was oh, clear. It's clear, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's like a... 
basically like schnapps are like hey let's infuse this vodka with like gray or not grapes like apple or something right and so you just like basically let the fruit sit in the vodka for a while and then strain it out yeah which is you know that's like what gin is right yeah that is exactly what gin is yeah, yeah. um and so yeah so he's hung over as hell uh but he goes and tells idol about the good news about him marrying uh laser wolf and she is like upset about it she does not want to marry him uh modal shows up and he's like Please let us get married. And he's well, like, yeah, you know, previously, you know, she had asked uh, uh, Modal to talk, you know, when when they were over at the, the shat for yeah. Shabbath, right? And uh, uh, he just couldn't do it. He, yeah. has no, he has no backbone. He'll like, yell at me. Yeah, <laughs> he'll yell at me. Yeah. So Modal, <laughs> yeah, Modal is like this gangly, weird looking dude, but he's like really sweet and he clearly loves um, Zydel, but uh, he has no backbone and can't stand up for himself. Um, he finally gets a backbone and stands up for himself and he asks for uh Tevia to allow them to get married and he's like but you're there was no matchmaker a matchmaker didn't set you up and they're like please like do we need a matchmaker just this once yeah and so Tevia has this soul searching he goes back and forth he talks to god a bit he has a song called Tevia's monologue which is a reprise of tradition <laughs> yeah um, okay gotcha yep, yeah 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 which is great so that was really nice no i do um, like that one yeah yeah uh and then he lets them get married and so um, Zydel and Modal uh, run off into the woods and sing a song that is far too long, but really sweet, called Miracle of Miracles. You mean, you mean is absolute garbage. <laughs> I hate that song. I liked it. I liked it. I, but I will be honest, every time I think about Phil on the Roof, I forget that it exists. I, for, I totally was like, oh, this happened? Oh, like, God. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's a forgettable song. It's far too long. Um, this is a three-hour movie, and they could have easily cut that entire song, and no one would have cared. Which is hilarious, because, you know, if you read about comparing the, the stage play to the movie, they already cut some stuff, and part of me just wonders, what <laughs> what else could we have seen? Yeah, exactly. Except for this dumb song. Yeah, so... I'm not a fan. Yeah, Miracle Miracles, not so great. Um, so, Tevia is now... He's got a problem. He needs to both tell Laser Wolf that the... Their agreement that they drank on is off, but also he needs to tell his wife Golde about uh, his permission to marry um, Zydel to Modal. And because uh, Golde is very into the idea of Zydel marrying Laser Wolf. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you know, as a parent during that time, you want what's best for your children. And, and yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, oh, we'll, yeah. you know, he'll be able to take care of her, blah, blah, blah. So uh, Tevia comes up with this like incredible lie. In which he tells her about this like prophetic dream he had, where uh, Golda's grandmother, who's also named, uh, yeah, grandmother named Zidal. So Zidal, the character in the movie, is named after their her great grandmother, Grandma Zidal. Um, and so uh, Tevia, basically in his quote unquote dream, this lie that he's telling this story, is transported to the world of the dead, and uh, all of their friends and family that have passed are there, and they're all singing how. How much they uh, they love um, that Zydel is going to marry Modal, the tailor, um, and not Laser. And, you know, Tevia's like, no, she's going to marry Laser. And they're like, no, this will be a bad, this will be terrible, blah, blah, blah. Um, Which this was just the weirdest tone shift it was. in a movie. Like when this, I was like, what is this spooky, scary skeleton horror movie coming out of nowhere yeah, in my grandma movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so funny. So the song is called Tevia's Dream. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's basically like these dead people are singing the song to Tevia and he's trying to like, Tell them that, like, no, she should marry Laser. And they're like, no, she should marry Modal, the one that she actually loves. 
Um, and then Laser Wolf's uh, former wife who had died appears and is like God a banshee. God yeah, she's 100% a banshee. A banshee uh, and just like curses them if Laser were to marry um, Zydal. And all of this scares Golda enough that she like absolutely like she's like, well, then she should marry Modal. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, she's yeah, like, was... absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, that that happens, basically. Um, and then we have a very short scene in which... Oh, actually, before I move on, I really liked that scene with, like, the dream and everything because, like, Golda is in the dream as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, like, she's bed. getting, like, scared yeah. the entire time. And it was so funny. It, it was really, really funny. And I'll say, up to, up to this point, this is a really funny movie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All of the, all of you know, like all of the time, you know, like as the good book says. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much witty banter, and mm-hmm. no, I'm with you. I loved it, and like, well, I mean, I'm a, like, I'm, a, I'm obviously a big horror fan, and so like, I loved it, and also like, it's like actually like legitimately spooky. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> no, like that, and it's just, I don't know, like that scene it just came out of nowhere to yeah. me. Uh, and uh, no, I, I love that scene. Yeah, so it was great. So, um, uh, and. During the entire thing, like uh, when when they flash back to when they cut back to them actually being in bed and no longer in like the world of the dead, like Golda goes back to sleep immediately. Tevi is just like laughing to himself, and it's just so, <laughs> just, just so funny. Yeah. It was really clever. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was. Um, and so we have a really brief scene where in which um, the third daughter Chava uh, is introduced to a Gentile Azaris named uh, Fiedka. After he saves her from being like molested by these other like other czarists. Yeah, well, she's taking her cow, cow. for a walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she's taking this cow somewhere, and like one of them comes up and like instead of like just like touching her face, like basically like slaps her. And it's supposed to be like, oh, we're just having fun with her. It's just like, a prank, bro. I'm like, the fuck? What are you doing? It's just a prank, bro. They it were was... doing they were doing early 20th century YouTube. Yeah, seriously. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, so. That's when she meets Fiedka. I call him Svedka. Svedka, yeah. Uh, he gives her a book, and they have a secret relationship. Man, I wish I, I wish I would have known what that book was. I know exactly. Uh, that book's name: Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So now it's Zidal and Modal's wedding. They have a song called "Sunrise Sunset," which is really sweet. It actually made me tear up quite a bit. In which uh, um, Tevia and Golda. Uh, basically sing about these children, you know, Modal and Zidal were friends for, since they were like kids. So they're like, when since the, they were babes. babes, yeah. So it was like, when did they get so tall? When did they become adults? Basically like, uh, it's really sweet. It actually made me tear up. Um, I got, I, not even just tear up. I got choked up. Like it was really, really sweet. I, it is, I it is that, that actually, that, that song is like existential. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if you don't have kids or ever intend to have kids, it, yeah. it kind of makes you feel what it might be like to have a kid. Like, yeah, yeah. It's holy a, shit. It, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. So that was really sweet. Um, and then, uh, then also now that there's a celebration called the wedding dance, which is fine. It's just a wedding, like a bunch of wedding stuff happens. Um, and the wedding dance is really cool. Uh, and these guys are dressed up in like what would be considered. I think it's like Hasidic. Yeah, that's what style. I. Yeah, yeah. And all black, right? All black. Yeah. Uh, with a, I think they all have bowler hats. Um, and so they put bottles on their head and dance with these bottles around, and it's really cool to like show that they're like, you know, they can do all these like very 
fanciful moves without dropping the bottle and they're all like touching each other so they're all like doing it in sync at the same time it was really cool i, I liked that a lot yeah that was cool i have to imagine it took quite a few takes to get that done i don't know i mean uh i mean it, if you pulled from you know if you had broadway performers who like had to do it without multiple takes right yeah i mean couldn't you just be like hey can you guys just come do yeah, that just do in front really of quick. the camera and yeah. don't, don't worry about that pantyhose over the camera we want <laughs> we want it that way yeah yeah that's that's intentional <laughs> <laughs> um that's so funny um so yeah they, they that happens um laser wolf uh has an argument with tevia that in which they because you know he's still upset about um the agreement getting broken which is which is the uh uh i have no ill feelings yeah he kept saying and i have then, no ill feelings and then he just, clearly does and then yeah yeah five minutes later it's like i think there might be a little, a little bit, bit of, of ill feelings it. yeah exactly <laughs> so they're having this big old fight and then um perchik ends the argument well originally the rabbi ends the argument but then tevia fires back up and they start fighting again like ah like yelling at each other and then Perchik, uh, philo- uh, aka Philosophy 101, um, ends a tiff by breaking another tradition in which he uh, goes and dances with Hodel. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then yeah, they crosses, talk. He crosses the uh, they have rope. A, they have a rope that yeah. segregates the women from the men. And the, they ask the rabbi, and the rabbi's like, well, there's technically nothing wrong with this. It's just the way that we've always done it. Yeah. And so um, he goes and dances with Hodel. And then Tevi is like, I'm going to dance with my wife. And then. Uh, and he, she like turns away from him and he slaps his hand and she turns around and he like grabs her and then Modal and Zaitl do the exact same thing showing that like Modal's like learning like how to be a husband through Tevia. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so they're dancing. Everyone's like having a good time again, but it's like weird because now they're like dancing with women. Oh gosh. Um, and I then, hope nothing bad happens. Yeah, I hope nothing that bad. might, some people might feel uh, directly caused this. Yeah, it could be <laughs> that all of the, like, hopefully, all of the fighting that we've had up to this point is all of the fighting that will happen for the rest of the movie. It was. The, it was. It, it was it, the feel-good movie of the year. Yeah, so. exactly. It wasn't. Uh, immediately, the um, unofficial demonstration happens, and they fucking break the entire wedding to pieces. Um, and so, and if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> it wasn't bad enough. Yeah. So, uh, that happens. Everything like the whole village gets wrecked and then they're like left with like the ruins of the city getting their little village getting wrecked. And Tevi just goes, clean up everyone, clean up. Let's just, we have to move on basically. And then the, the act one, this is act one. We go into a, uh, intermission, a, a 15 minute intermission. Um, and Tevia is just staring up at God and he's doing like the, what, the why, the why yeah, he's like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Like, why did you, what, come on, bro. Well, especially, you know, <laughs> him, you know, him had, you know, had, he had just broken, you know, two mm-hmm. traditions, right? Which, right. which goes back to that. Oh, did this happen because of the tradition breaking? And right. Like, which, well, probably yeah. not because like the program thing was already, you, we told you it was going to happen. Regrettably, it happened this day. Yeah, but I mean, you can't help but feel it, right? Yes, exactly. Like, you must be like, I'm directly responsible. Yeah. I broke these two traditions. Fuck. Um, Is it really a 15-minute intermission? I believe it's 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, it, it was a while. Um most intermission is 15 minutes. Yeah, so. but that makes sense for like a regular play because you have to like get up and like do stuff. Yeah, but I think <laughs> at this time intermissions weren't that unusual for movies either. Okay, that's uh, true. And so, or at least they were like maybe in the 40s. Um, I just feel like they should, uh, you know, you could save some time on your uh, file size by just being like <laughs> pause for 15 minutes and come back and resume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 
they have a intermission come back it's been a few months and um Perchik is telling Hodel that he has to leave for Kiev to work for the revolution. Turns out, every, to everyone's surprise, he's a communist. Uh, and so he's going to go... Did not see that Yeah, did coming. not see that one coming. <laughs> so he's going to go and be a Decemberist, I believe? Is this the December revolution? No, I don't um, think that band was around yet. No, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, so he goes and uh, goes to Kiev to start the, um, the revolution. And uh, he proposes marriage to... <laughs> I always like, one of the best episodes of C-Lab is Red Dawn. In the very beginning when Murphy's giving his speech, that, you know, he's like being the Lenin figure. Lenin figure and he's like, and victory for the proletariat. And then there's quietness. <laughs> and he goes, that's you. And they go, yeah. I was just, I, anytime I see that, I'm just, I just want someone to please yell victory for the proletariat. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. Um, so yeah, he proposes marriage um, in a really f- like uh, he's like uh, the a marriage you know two people coming together is a social economic bond like he's like a, so politically minded that everything is politics which yeah. everything is politics but like shut up for a little bit I know well, yeah and, and <laughs> shut up nerd he's so obnoxious about it too right I know I love it where it's like love and he's like that's just politics it's like well yeah I guess but like. Who says that? Yeah, but yeah, like, don't be <laughs> such a nerd, nerd. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they uh, they get engaged without asking Tevia's permission. Um, and so she agrees, and they have a song called Now I Have Everything, uh, a song that I forgot existed until I read it on the screen. No, when you said that, I just immediately went back into my mind, and I'm like, what song is that? <laughs> well, remember when they, like, they, instead of, like, going back on the road, they just keep walking through that field? Uh... Okay, you don't remember that. That was the end of that song, I realized. Um, and because, yeah, during the song, they're like singing to each other and they were on a road. And then, yeah, yeah, like, when uh, the yeah song that was ends, one... Yeah, they're yeah, walking yeah. back towards the road. So I'm like, apparently, at some point, they got off the road, but then they just cross the road and keep going through this field. I'm like, where are you going? Yeah, okay, yeah, that was the one for like, yeah, like that. It, it, uh, it took me out of it because I was like, wait, where'd the road go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they find, they run into Tevia and they say that they're What gonna, luck. Yeah. Hey, crazy. Just the person we wanted to talk to. <laughs> yeah. They're getting, they're going to get engaged. And then he is like, uh, you're not asking for permission. And they're like, no, we're fucking getting, uh, we're getting married, bitch. And you're going to have to like it. And he's like, the fuck? Yeah. And not, he's like, this is when he was like my slippery slope. Uh, yeah, exactly. Is, uh, yeah. He's like, I pull out one thread of tradition. Now look where we are. Yeah. Um, and so he has a talk with god again uh teleports the other side of the bridge from where they are um to have this like in in inner monologue we have another tevia's it's called tevia's rebuttal Mm. um so the other one's called tevia's monologue this one's called tevia's rebuttal Mm. and okay gotcha and he comes around and he's like you know what they love each other they're both jewish so it's fine all right you have my blessing because they asked for his blessing but not his permission he's like you have my blessing and my permission Mm -hmm. um it was, you know, both like a little bit longer than it should have been. There was some funny parts here, but that's fine. Yeah, um, it was fine. I'm not a big fan of philosophy 101. Yeah, I, I know what he represents in the movie, but it's like, yeah, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, um, he tells Tevia tells his wife about what's happening. This part was really funny where she's like, she's clear. She's a, clearly aware that something is up. So she's like, 
have some soup. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll, I'll sit down to dinner. Yeah. And then he tells her what happened and then immediately goes, I'll eat later. I'll eat later and runs out the door and then she yells at him and he's like, I'm the man. And he comes right back in. He's like, I'm the man of the house. It was so funny. We ran, he ran out the door so fast. Yes, he did. It was so funny. Um, and then they have this talk about like, well, they're in love. Like, he loves her. She loves him. They should be able to uh, you know, get married. And so then they have this discussion about what love is, uh, it, which leads them into uh, a, a song. And um, they, you know, so the song is called uh, Do You Love Me? Uh, and in which they both like, we're like, hey, we've been together for 25 years. Here's all the things we've done together. If this isn't love, then what? what is? And so they both admit that they love each other. And it was really, really sweet. I really like this scene. Barf. You didn't like it? I hate that song. Really? Yeah. I liked I, it a lot. I don't know why. I like Tevi and Golda, so like them together, I find them to be really cute. And so I really like the scene in which they like come to the realization that they'd never told each other they loved each other and like what that might mean to them. I and mean, I love I love they... everything about the dynamic. Yes. Is yeah, that yeah. actual song? Sure. I'm okay. Not a big fan. Yeah. I, I I think the song is fine. I don't. I've of all the songs that I've listened to outside of. Uh, watching the movie, I certainly have never come back to Do You Love Me. Sure. But I remember it, unlike some of these other songs. That's true. You know what? That's fair. I will. Oh, yeah. I'll give it that. Yeah. So that one's that's that happens. And that was uh, a really sweet scene, um, which, you know, and, and one thing, you know, I guess this is probably the perfect time for now, but it's like, obviously, a lot of this movie is about, you know, changing traditions and what Tevi is going through. And then in my mind, along of, you know, it's like this this guy who you know, is supposed to be in charge of everything, not feeling like he's in charge of anything, anything right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got these like rebellious daughters that are listening to me. You know, it's like, I'm the man of the house, but you know, like most things like, you know, the wife's really in charge. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, that whole thing of, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just such a, the, the dynamic is captured so well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then... Uh, meanwhile, we, we run into Yenta. She's the matchmaker, the, the town gossip, though she would never say that she is the um, town Jewish stereotype. Yeah, she is absolutely <laughs> like a Jewish stereotype. Um, she, uh, tells Zaidel that she saw Chava, the third oldest with Fiedka, the Gentile. Um, and then there's, you know, news spreads over town really quickly that, um, Perchik has been arrested and exiled to Siberia, um, cause of, he was like, fomenting revolution in kiev or yeah. kiev uh, they, yeah they don't, they, the they, they don't like that yeah <laughs> the government like the government didn't like that <laughs> they, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah especially the russian government is not a big fan of that dissent thing. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so there's a song called the rumor slash i just heard i don't remember this song actually. i don't remember it either are you are you sure that you're like looking at the movie and yeah not like, I'm okay at, yeah i'm looking at the movie um i think so at least uh oh no i'm not looking at the movie oh shoot okay so that might be, oh, we might have, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, been, good, good, good. There might be some songs I'm like, I don't remember this. <laughs> okay, good, okay, good, good, good. Um, yes, okay, so, all right, yeah, there's a few songs that I'm like, I don't remember this happening, this song. Uh, okay, so yes, that didn't, that actually didn't happen. Um, he got exiled to Kiev. Not everyone in town knows about it, but there was a scene in which uh, Fiedka and Chava are talking to each other at the bookseller's place. Um, Holde, or not Holder, Hodor. See? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the second oldest daughter, she is leaving to um, Siberia to be with Perchik, to uh, be with him. 
Um, they're going to get married. They'll be married under a canopy as uh, as is tradition. Tradition. Um, at the same time, Zidal and Modal uh, become parents. But the funny thing is that they, they, you know, we have a scene with like the rabbi reading in the uh, synagogue, um, talking about you know Jewish law, and which someone goes, "Oh, the uh, the new arrival just came at uh, M- uh, Modal at the tailors," and everyone gets up and leaves, and you think it's going to be a baby, and people are like. Everyone in town is there, and they're like, "Oh, like look at it! It's so it's amazing! It's a miracle!" And then one one person goes, "What is it?" And then you're like, "It's a baby dog." No, yeah. it turns out it's the sewing machine that Modal's been talking about the entire movie, um, which is like rather funny. And so he kind of show, shows they, off the machine. A bit. Yeah, and I like how they throw they kind of throw and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's got his new sewing machine and a baby, whatever." Anyways, yeah. moving on. Yeah, exactly. It's, and so yeah, that was really yeah, funny. Yeah. So yeah, then like. Uh, Zydel goes and picks up the baby that they've already had for a yeah, while. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he's got a baby. And now they have a sewing machine and things are looking up for uh, the modal family. Um, whatever his last name is. Uh, so. so And how, how like, uh, are we, so we're past intermission at this point. Yeah, so we're, we're past intermission. We're, what, two hours? Yeah, so this is like two hours, yeah. Maybe two and a half, yeah. Yeah, so, yes. So we're t- the intermission was around the two hour mark. So this last hour is uh, coming up to the end. Um, so Chava, the third oldest, falls in love with the uh, Orthodox Christian kid named uh, Fiedka. Um, Tevia tells her to like stay away from that guy. Like he's not one of us. You have to be part of us. Uh, you know, those who are the same should stay with the same. Basically, like Tevia is uh, not interested in anyone who's not Jewish. Well, Basically. I mean, yeah, and it, well, you know, historically, Which, you know, historically really, speaking, yeah, yeah, and then you know, also, it's like, yeah, you have to remember, like, at this point, you know, like this guy, it's like, you know, he's 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 tried to break tradition twice now, and it's uh, you not know, always gone. Yeah, well. although you was you can say that like Zidal and uh, Modal are actually like seeing uh, great success; they're very happy with each other. Sure, they're not very rich at the moment but things are looking up right yeah which is even oh yeah that's right that yeah one of my uh you know the beginning of this like uh i i love all of the you know jewish mannerisms of the yoga bears and he's like he's like these two he's like they're he's like they're so miserable but they're was it like mm. they're too happy to know how miserable they yeah, truly are yeah he's like <laughs> he says that they are um poorer than a squirrel in winter but they're so happy they don't know how miserable they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. But perfect. Just like, like, it's, that's how clever the like the lines in this movie are. It's yeah, so good. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's just so many of them. And yeah, it really, I mean, you had mentioned it earlier, but it's like, you know, it, it's a pretty funny movie. It's, yeah, surprisingly funny. Yeah. Um, it's very quick-witted, for sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, Chava and Fiedka, the Christian, the Gentile, fall in love and they uh get married uh, without anyone knowing so they get married in the christian church um against the faith of the you know the jewish people right and so tevia becomes uh, aware of this he gets told what happened and uh i think yes so the mother i think the mother becomes aware of it through i'm going to assume um the matchmaker yeah or yeah some or some, town gossip or town yeah because yeah. she goes to see the the priest um right or is that later yeah yeah so it's around the time that she tells the she goes and uh talks to the priest um which would seem like a big scene like thing and everyone's like what what are you doing here how could you what are you um she goes and talks to the priest to confirm what she'd heard and 
Turns out, yes. Uh, she had been married uh, by the priest under the uh, Eastern Orthodox mm-hmm. Church. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes and finds Tevia, tells him about it, and then he obviously is, like, grief-stricken, and so is she. But he's like, I cannot bend to... Like, if I... If I were to bend this far to accept my daughter marrying outside of the faith, it would break me. There is no other hand. Like he's like because every time he does one of his like on this hand and then on that yeah, hand, yeah, yeah. Um, the other hand. On the other hand, he's like, yeah. there is no other hand. Yeah. And so he uh, tells his wife that their daughter is dead. They basically like she is no longer part of us to the point that we are now disowning her such that she doesn't even exist to us anymore. She's like Voldemort. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, She shall not be named. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, which is, you know, that's a huge deal. Like it, he does not break this, this tradition. That was like too much. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's disowned. Uh, He has a song called Tevya's monologue in which uh, Hava comes and finds him. Um, Oh, there's also another thing. uh, Little bird, little Havala is a song. Because in, um, oh, I, actually, there was a song that we missed because I was looking at the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Really quickly. Let's go back. Um, okay, yeah. So Hodel, before she leaves on the train to go to Siberia, she has a song called Far From the Home I Love. Oh, yeah. Which is her being like, I love here, but I also love uh, this man. I'm going to go be with this man, but I'm always going to be from here. Blah, blah, blah. It was a fine song. It's written using a rhyming dictionary. Yes, it is. It's a very uh, simple song. Uh, it's fine. It was fine. Uh, it could have also been cut and would have saved us some time. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. Uh, then we have the Hava ballet se- uh, sequence, Little Bird, Little Havala, which is basically Tevia coming to grips with the fact that he is essentially in his mind killing his daughter mm-hmm. um and also it has like the this little scene in which his daughters are like these they're dancing together and then the three men in their life come up and like take them away so him also kind of coming to the you know but you know i think of the wedding tradition of you know the the, the, the father giving away the, the daughter, daughters right? yeah yeah exactly yes exactly and so he's like still coming to grips with the fact that like three of his daughters in like very quick succession like less than a year are like married off yeah um, I, I actually really really like that uh dancing scene. yes i agree so that's called the java ballet sequence makes sense i teared up yeah absolutely yeah uh really really sweet really really like that one yeah um and then we have tevia's monologue which is him being like on one hand this on the other hand that and uh he basically like shoes his daughter away yeah uh, after she says, I like, guess we're married, but we, you know, please still love me. And he's yeah. like, I can't, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so he shoots her away like a cat. Yeah. He's like, ah! <laughs> uh, and he just like, he walks away. And so um, after that, then uh, it's, you know, you flash forward, it's winter. I think around this time is like probably fall. Flash forward, it's winter. And oh, hey, guess what? Uh, everybody in town is forced to leave. Um the town and yeah, yeah, Anatevka they... is now being repossessed by the czar of russia yeah yeah you know it's like if somebody comes up and is like how long would it take you to sell your house and everything you own it'd be like i don't like that you asked that question yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well let me ask let me answer that with another question what the fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh the czar is repossessing the entire town essentially and all the uh, jewish inhabitants have to leave and sell everything and so they have this uh, standoff with the constable. People are like, let's fight. And then the rabbi's like, let's start packing. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. We, yeah. <laughs> what could we do? Yeah. Um, and so they have to leave. And uh, we're com- this is coming up to the end of the movie. Um, 
Tevia's family are saying goodbye to the house. Yenta, the matchmaker, comes and talks to uh, the mother. They have like a goodbye. She, the Yenta is going to Jerusalem. Um, Laser Wolf comes up and uh, they kind of have like a reconciliation between Laser and um, Tevia. Yep. They yeah, like, which is actually pretty sweet. It was really sweet. Yeah. So Laser's going to Chicago. And then Tevia reveals that they're going to the, his family's going to New York, and like, oh, we're basically neighbors. Yeah, we're neighbors. <laughs> yeah, and like Laser has this funny thing where he's like, oh, I'm gonna go stay with my uh, dead wife's brother, my brother-in-law. And uh, Tevia's like, oh, congratulations. And Laser's like, I hate, I hate him. him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, yeah, like earlier, you know, it's like, how's your brother in America to Tevia? He's like, oh, he he's good. And I'm like, oh, he writes you? And he's like, like, no, but if he was bad, he would tell me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was so good. So, yeah, they have that kind of a very similar exchange again. It was sweet. Uh, they shake hands, and then Laser goes to leave, and then he turns around, and they hug. And that was really sweet. Because um, you can tell, like, these people are like, I'm straight up never seeing these people again. These yeah, people I who mean, I'd see every day, yeah, I'm then, never going to see them again. Well, and I, yeah, and I've seen them my whole life, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I grew up around this person. I yeah. thought, I assumed I would see him for the rest of my life. Yeah. I will now never see them again. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, getting, you know, kicked out. Oh, absolutely. a place like that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, can you imagine leaving a village in which uh, you knew everybody by name? Literally everyone. Like, I think there's one line in one of the songs, like, I know everyone I meet on the street. Yes, yeah, they say something like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, can you imagine then now being like, okay, well, go to fucking America. Yeah, yeah. Go to, like, the two biggest cities in America at the time, outside of maybe Detroit, um, and then try and, like, find this again. You yeah. never will. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is, like, this is a huge momentous thing that is being like forced upon these poor people and mm-hmm. uh regrettably it happened in real life and mm-hmm. continues to happen even now yeah um god damn it anyway so <laughs> uh we learned that like things are looking up for uh communists in siberia because like basically like hey the revolution's about to happen so it's probably going to be fine for perchik he's still in prison but uh we learned the hotel's like working and they're uh they're still happy Kava and Fiedka come to say goodbye, let them know that they're leaving because even though technically they could stay, they they aren't going to because they can't like be around people who would like do this to a group of people. So they're in solidarity moving as well. They're going to Krakow um, in Galicia. Um, real? Where, where is that? Krakow is a real place. I think it's in the Czech Republic Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, sure. Um, it is no it's in poland Sorry. okay krakow's sure. in poland oh okay uh, um, yeah okay that makes i guess sense. galicia is in poland okay it's poland okay um uh yeah so they're going to krakow and um they fiedka is like you know she she just wants to like say these words to her dad he's not going to listen but she he'll always hear her and then they leave and uh zydel is there and she's like goodbye hava and hava turns around and is like goodbye and then uh tevia says and god be with you or um yeah and god be with you yeah silently um and then zaito repeats it to hava basically i i feel like he was you know it's like i will tell uh yeah know, through Zytel. you please yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um yeah and that was a very powerful moment because he still like talks to like still wants to say goodbye to his own daughter exactly I'm tearing up even now <laughs> like yeah sure know, sure um, and then she says that they're going to be living in New York. 
uh, like with their uncle um, so that they can write. Um, everyone leaves. It's a very somber song. The uh, It's called Anatevka. It's basically, mm, you see yeah. this like people standing still. It's supposed to be like photographs of people living in Anatevka or like basically like the ghosts of them when mm. they when they lived in town. Because sure. no one's happy. It's not sure. like them being happy. It's just like the ghosts of these people in this town. Like the blacksmith is there at the um anvil but he's not like swinging or anything every everyone's just still right um, yeah so it's like kind of like a photograph style and it's uh very powerful which but, you know yeah at the, at the beginning song tradition they're all doing stuff there. and they're all very happy yeah yeah so it's a very good point like it's a very good like um bookend for the beginning song where everyone's like haha tradition tradition right. everyone's like happy and they're like or maybe not happy but they're like content with their way of life and then mm-hmm. like Anatevka, the basically the ending song, um, everyone is very dour and sad, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're being forced out of this town. Um, and so they're, you know, everyone's leaving, and then the Anatevka goes for a long, long time. The music, the lyrics of it fade out really swiftly, but mm-hmm. then it's just this like dirge, essentially. It's the death of Anatevka. Mm-hmm. And like one of the last things you see is the constable standing in the cer- center of the town looking at all of these houses that are now empty and it's like okay well great well you're now the police of this empty place that was once full of life but is now gone where's your count around king nothing <laughs> and then yeah king nothing comes out on metallica yeah yeah exactly and then the final scene is tevia spots the fiddler so there is a character called the fiddler the fiddler on the roof basically the metaphor that is established at the beginning of the film um he spots the fiddler and motions for him to come along and then Wikipedia says, symbolizing that although he must leave the town, his traditions will always be with him. But yeah, so basically, <laughs> he like kind of like almost breaks the fourth wall a little bit, where he's like, "Come along, weird fiddler who's been around the entire time." Um, yeah, which yeah, that's like a perfect moment for like a Family Guy joke, where he's like, "Is anybody else seeing this guy?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's it. That's Fiddler on the Roof. Um, with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back to give our first impressions and our second screening. Yeah. Be right back. All right. Welcome back from that very, very short break. Obviously, we have nothing to advertise. No, but, we don't. No, we don't. But it was nice to just step away for a second. Um, cool. So. Let's get going with our first impressions. Matthew, what is your first impression or what was your first impression of Fiddler on the Roof? So, yeah, you know, uh, you know, so full disclosure. So I think I was part of the reason why it was, you know, a year since uh, my motivations for watching this movie were basically zero, Mm -hmm. Um, which, again, hilariously, it's like I'm sure that I, you know, had moved. The actual, you know, I think double VHS many times, usually to get to The Fugitive, which I watched a lot <laughs> as a kid at my grandma's. And, um, you know, I'd been saving it for this, but it's like uh, one of the things I love about this podcast is uh, there are movies that I never would have watched otherwise. And so, yeah, this is one where it's uh, it's a movie uh, that I, I would never have watched otherwise. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of my strategy is I told myself, I was like, I, I was like, okay, I just like, I wanted to get through this movie so mm-hmm. that I could get to more fun movies. And so I told myself, I was like, okay, so I have an elliptical and we have an iPad on there. And so I, I bought it on Amazon prime and I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, watch 30 minutes at a time. And then, you know, uh, what would that be after 
you know, six of these, I'll have watched this <laughs> freaking movie, right? So, so I did do that. Um, and uh, so, uh, it, which was very interesting to me because uh, I really feel like I felt its length the first time mm-hmm. because it's a long movie and I dragged it out. Yes. But, yeah. but, but uh, it, it was interesting to me, you know, it's like, was, was, was eating it in chunks like that better? Um, uh, and, uh, or, or I, I, I don't know, but yeah. But, Cause that is interesting because like uh, the, what I would consider like the first, like the introduction to the movie is Zydel getting married to Modal. And that's like within an hour. Yeah. Like that's in, for the first hour, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. Like, having that split up between like two parts, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Uh and 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 so, you know, from from you know, the other thing I like about this podcast, like, you know, so so I think there's three things this podcast does. So one, every now and again we'll really hit on something that we'll just have incredible discussion, which yeah. I think was uh, uh Rogue One. Mm-hmm. The second one would be uh movies that that I think I like. Or okay, the second one I'll say uh, uh, we'll discover uh, underrated gems. So that would be coherence, which apparently that that is in another universe where that recording is. Um, but just trust me, we did one on coherence, and coherence is incredible. And yes, so, so, I, I do know where I have found the recording recently. Which so have and, you really? Yes. Oh man. Yes. Okay, I'm so excited. I need to get it. I need to get it on a. It's on one of the laptops that I have here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need to get that one out because that's like second screening the last episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so one great discussion. That's Rogue One. Two uh, underrated gems. That's uh, that's coherence. And mm-hmm. three would be. Movies uh, that, um, you know, it's not a lay underrated gem because this is like a critically, you know, renowned movie, right? Yeah, but a movie that you would never That you would never like watch, you know, yeah, on your own. So um, for me, that was like the fountain. Exactly. Right. And so, so, episode one. (laughs) Yeah. So, so when I watched it the first time, so it was interesting to me for a couple of reasons. So, one, I I did feel its length, but again, that might be my fault. Um, You know, the second one was, uh, when it first started, uh, it was so interesting to me because I don't know how do you describe it, but it's like there's this movie. It, there's nothing like resolved in like a traditional sense that I think that, I, you know, you would experience mm-hmm. now. Right. Which nope. is like it. Right. Like there's like a, things certainly happen. I'm yes. not saying that. Right? That's what. Well, Sheila has a phrase, which I, I do love, which is it's just a bunch of things that happen. That's exactly it. Yeah. Because yeah. like when it first started and then it's like so, you know, I mean, you get into the the major laser wolf uh uh you know love triangle you know with the tailor tinker tailor soldier spy mm-hmm. uh and i was like oh it's a love triangle movie and then, like that gets resolved pretty fast pretty and fast, I, was like, yeah. I was like oh <laughs> what's next right mm-hmm. and then yeah uh yeah so it, it it's it's so interesting to me because yeah it just you know things just happen and then really what it was or at least after my first screening mm-hmm. was i was like oh you know the the it's kind of like a, a you know the wire right like who's who's the main character of the wire it's, uh, it's, I've never seen The Wire, so... Oh, it's it's Baltimore, right? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, the main character of The Wire is Baltimore. And yeah, like, just things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, but anyways, you know, so, so after the first, like, two times on the elliptical, I actually... It was good, because I found myself... I was like, I really want to see what happens. Oh, great. Yes, and so, which was great, because it allowed me to, you know, get through this, and then it also made me work out a little bit more. Oh, that's which good. Which is nice, so that, and then I've actually, uh, because of this movie, I've adopted that, so the new thing that I do is um, I will rent a movie on Amazon. Today's episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime Video. Oh, good. Along yeah, with they need some. 800 
thousand more deals and two day shipping. <laughs> but uh, but I'll rent it for forty eight hours specifically because I'll tell myself I'm only allowed to watch it when I'm on the elliptical, right? To get oh, it, you see what I do? You yeah. see what I write? Because then it's like it's like you know I'll do you know forty minutes on the elliptical, ladies. I'm kidding. I'm married. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, and then, and they'll be like, man, I really want to know what happens in the movie. I only have one day left. Uh, oh God, I guess I got to go work out. But okay. So my, you know, first impressions were, uh, I totally saw why it was a classic. Um, I totally get why my, you know, grandma, uh, you know, had it. And so it was interesting. So I, I really did enjoy it. I obviously, uh, had some songs that I was not the biggest fan of. <laughs> um, I, okay. I think I kind of realized why some of the songs I maybe didn't super like because in my mind like it's like so like I guess musical versus opera is like musical is like you know thing it's like movie or play and then like a song that's related right yeah whereas opera like literally every line is like uh, a song, a song right song, yes. yeah in, and so in like musical parlance it's uh traditional musical which is dialogue and music oh sure versus a sung through musical right okay gotcha yeah. okay which okay. is basically an opera yes right. you, are, okay. you are not incorrect about yeah. that yeah so there were like some of those songs where i was like man i was like like there was like it, this, this doesn't even rhyme this is like operatic which mm -hmm. I, I which uh, you and i were talking about going to operas which is just what whitey do i get that yeah uh and uh i feel like i would enjoy that but some of the songs annoyed me mm -hmm. but but uh no i mean and overall it was just it it, it really was um yeah just it was just it was just so interesting just because it was like there was no you know plot you know problem and resolution and then you know ad ad additionally like you know it, it raises i guess you know it it tells the story of this gentleman and this town and these people and then what happens to them and then additionally it's like you don't know you know if he's right or not right yes, like yeah, like yeah. if a movie was made nowadays it'd be like so is he the good guy or not like yeah, yeah. did he change is he like you know it's like did he realize the error of his ways with tradition mm -hmm. and like you know it's it's not you know no, spelled it doesn't beat you over the head at all like yeah you could easily say that him breaking tradition directly led to the downfall of anatevka or not like because those are also things outside of his control right right yeah you know? yeah so yeah you can easily see both of those things for sure yeah and so so i really it just made me appreciate where it's like you know uh I like Marvel movies, but mm -hmm. I do get kind of, you know, some people that criticize them, which is, which is, you know, it's like, well, it's, you know, that's not exactly like art, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, which I don't, I don't agree with, but, but I, I think I get where they're coming from, right? Right. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, so, so, so I would say that my first impressions were, were, I, I enjoyed it. I felt its length. Mm -hmm. um, I obviously had some songs I liked that did, and didn't like. Uh, and uh, not everything can be Hamilton. I've never actually seen Hamilton. Yeah, Shout out either. to Kale. She's not going to listen to this. Nope. But uh, she does not like Hamilton. Um, okay. I've never seen it. I yeah, me neither. I, I, <laughs> I had intended to see Hamilton, and then I had it, and now I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I just don't feel it's necessary. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, I totally get it. And also, I, I'm, I, I, another thing I will say is I'm a bit embarrassed. Uh, I, I did not fully realize uh, what the Fiddler on the Roof like symbolized, as in like, I didn't know if it was like a Yogi Bear phrase at the end of the first one. So that one actually kind of stuck. That question stuck with me at the end of my first impression. Cause I was like, I was like, what's the fill on the roof? And does anybody else see in this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get a little bit more into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mine but, for but, sure. but I liked it. Felt its length. Like some songs didn't like some songs. 
Um, but but I really did like it, and I really like how it it did not insult the uh, at least I don't feel like it insulted my intelligence, right? No, just, I, yeah, I, like I, things I, happened, and it's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, based on true events, uh, you know, here's you know, kind of what happened, some changes. What are your thoughts? So yeah, but, uh, but I I did really like it. Oh, good. Okay, excellent. I'm actually yeah. surprised because. Uh, I know that you're not exactly the biggest fan of musicals, and this is a very musical musical. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, and that's you know, uh, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I've got pro. I want to like musicals more. I mm. swear I do. Um, for some reason, I'm just not like super into them, and and yeah, I can get really turned off by them, which is hilarious because. You know, a three, which is why I'd never seen this three-hour musical. Mm-hmm. You know, back back when you'd have to change VHS tapes through intermission, mm. intermission, intermission. <laughs> uh, and so, so no, I, I did really like it. Yeah. Oh, cool, awesome. Um, so my first impression is from a while back. So this is one of those that I've seen before, and then we uh, revisited it today um, to do the podcast. Uh, so I've seen this before, actually, a couple times. Uh, you know, the uh, the regular. Uh, listener might remember that I don't actually see a lot of movies. So the fact that I've seen this movie, this three-hour movie, twice before, uh, that's saying something. So I remember very much enjoying uh, Fiddler on the Roof. And he's got ADHD. Uh, so and I've got okay. ADHD yeah, so real okay. bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, another thing is, uh, you know, how you and I always lament uh, the loss of the hour-and-a-half movie and mm-hmm. then look at where we are now. So. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I'll get into that in just a moment. But yeah, so um, I had seen this. um, Actually, I meant to say something before I started with my first impression. I did find a fun fact uh, that might have. So this is a. I will be be the judge. This is a fun. This fact is. This is a uh, fun fact with uh, Nicholas Lane. It's a fact. It's a fact. But I get to decide how fun it is. That's all right. I like that. (laughs) Uh, So Norman Jewison, the Gentile director of this film, uh, he is uncredited but has a speaking line he was the dubbed voice of the um rabbi in tevia's dream uh because there's a moment where uh the great grandmother zidal is singing and then there's a rabbi going mazel tov mazel tov that's norman jewison the director (laughs) but he's uncredited (laughs) that that fact is pretty fun all right good Um, all right. So yeah, my first impression, like I, I, I am a fan of musicals. I really do enjoy musicals. Wait, I, how old were you the first time you watched it? I was probably 18. Okay. I okay. Think. Um, and that was definitely during my like musical phase. Like there was like when I was like 16 to like 2020, I would say 16 to 20 or so. I was like really into musicals. Now I just like, I enjoy musicals. Sure. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun when I first saw it. it for me, though, as like a fan of musicals, it's kind of like a, oh, well, you have to like Fiddler on the Roof. So it's I, Fiddler I gonna, on the Roof. I mean, I was going to say it's like, so, you know, one of my, my another of my uh, uh, trepidations of word, right? Like, yeah, yeah, trepidations like a, of word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like one of my trepidations is like, you know, so like part of our second screening is like we're supposed to pick, you know, things where it's like, it's like Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Like Rogue One, where like some people like it, some people hate it, right? But it's like, uh, it's like, if you were to be like Schindler's List, and it'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like well, you, like, you can't, I mean, who's going to be like, uh, I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, I just didn't like it on the first screening, and I just did, I hated Schindler's <laughs> List. You know, you know, that, that polarizing movie, Schindler's <laughs> List. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, if you can take away the fiddler on a roof, 
of it uh, all. Uh, 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 the uh, is he up there? Is he? Yeah, is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, and if you're bad tonight, listen, uh, listen, listen up, you little kids. If you're bad tonight, the fiddler on the roof. He's up there and he's waiting. And if if you hear a little buzzing in your ear, that's the fiddler. Yeah. He's gonna get you tonight if you're bad. And he's wearing purple, <laughs> and you've never even seen someone wearing purple before. <laughs> that's right. So okay, okay. Yeah. So, without it being the classic, without it being the classic. Room, but what, what do you judge? How do you judge this on its musical? Uh, uh, I'll get alone. I'll get into that in my second. Okay, screen. okay. I'm sorry. This I'm is sorry, yeah. Sorry, no, sorry. no. That's not, because I I can only answer the me that is now versus mm-hmm. like the me from back then. But I remember That's liking good compartmentalization. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember it. I remember liking it quite a bit, which is why I wanted to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the songs in it. Um, I do remember that the third hour of it, which is um, an amazing thing to say, or not. Yeah. So the second to third hour. So basically, like what might be considered like the third act, um, is so slow and so depressing, um, and it is. But uh, I, I like. I, I remember. I. Ha- the first part basically like up until um hodel getting married to Perchek was a lot of fun and then everything after that is like fucking bleak um i don't necessarily agree with that now but we'll get into that in just a second sure sure um but i remember very much in liking the songs i love i really loved um if i were a rich man i've listened to it multiple times like gone and watched the the tv version of it or the movie version of it with him like Doing that great dance. Oh god, that dance I love is it so so, good. so oh much, god, so, good. so good. Um, yeah, I, I just really, really enjoy enjoyed it uh, when I was younger. Um, but then haven't watched it in a while. Uh, so yeah, I I liked it as well. Uh, first impression, though, I must say I don't. I think at the time I didn't like it as much as some other musicals. Like sure. I think I liked Les Mis better than which um, one? The i the sorry the. Broadway production of Les Mis okay. rather than the um, movie version of Fiddler on the Roof because I've never seen the Broadway version of Fiddler on the Roof. Sure, sure. Um, and how can you tell me you've never seen it? <laughs> exactly. Though I will say I like the movie version of Fiddler on the Roof way better than I like the Les Mis uh, movie. <laughs> the movie version of Les Mis. You know, that, that's, uh, you mean the one with uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe? Yes, and, and uh, Russell Crowe is the big problem with that one. Oh, it, Hugh I, Jackman was fine. I thought yeah. Hugh Jackman was fine as Jean Valjean. Not everyone agrees with me, but uh, I thought he was fine. I, I like, I remember like, you know, the AMC movie, you know, the AMC first look and how they talked about how like, you know, the, the Les Mis movie was part of the thing was, you know, the actors had an earpiece and then somebody on like live musical instruments was kind of like. Yeah, it was all inset. Yeah, yeah. Which, in which is music. Yeah, yeah. Which well, I, I think that's super awesome. And it was like, and it wasn't ADR'd after, you know, the, the, the post audio, which there were, it, it was weird to me how. And this could just be me judging older movies or, or older movies by current standards. But it's yeah. like, you know, this winning best sound. I was like, man, there were definitely some times where, like, I could tell. Yeah, that something's the, going on. Yeah, but, but I mean, you know, this movie, well, 71. What was yeah, it? because there were times 50, where, like, when... 60 years ago? No. Yeah. 50 uh, years ago. 50 years ago. Jesus. Still, I know, that's a long Jesus time. Christo. Also, he, also, they're still alive. He's still good for him. Yeah. Well, I guess he was only 35 at the time. I know, exactly. <laughs> Thought he was 60. Yeah. Um... So yeah, no, there are definitely some times when like the uh, on our listening to our watching today, uh, where like crickets were coming in and out. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, I was like, what the fuck is going on with these crickets? So yeah, there was definitely like, wow, I guess this is the best sound uh, that they had at the time. But there was definitely I, some problems. So to me, the cricket, I, I actually liked that because that was more like in my mind of like what like because so you know it's like you know you know my be- beloved wife is is Chinese, and so if you watch uh, uh, Chinese TV. 
um, uh, a lot of them, it's almost uncanny valley of audio. And um, so talking to her about it. So there's two reasons. So one, um, you know, uh, some of the actors don't speak. You know, there's a lot of dialects in China, mm-hmm. right? And so the actors, their uh, their Mandarin might not be good or they might have a dialect. And so they'll basically hire uh, voice actors who oh, have really? like, perfect Mandarin. And then alternatively, you know, China is a big, you know, place and there's a lot of noise pollution. Right. Mm-hmm. So especially for, you know, a lot of the Chinese ones are very, um, you know, they're, they're kind of period pieces. Right. So yeah. it's always like, you know, the emperors, whatever, in the woods or whatever. And they go, honk, honk. Yeah. Well, and so so that's the other thing is, is you know, it, it, their solution is basically uh, we couldn't we can't really filter out all the background noise uh, so so okay. we're just gonna eat and so but it gives you that thing where you know how like phones have dial you know the dot the white noise right yeah even though there's no reason for it and it's because otherwise that you do the like hello mm-hmm. right uh and so the crickets to me were actually very natural because uh, okay. if it's too quiet then i'm like this is this isn't real yeah yeah it was more like the fact that crickets like came that came in and out. It's like when someone talked, the crickets stopped, and then as soon as someone stopped talking, oh. the crickets came back in. <laughs> okay, sure. It, and in like a zero to one, sure, sort of like on sure, or off. Sure. No fade. Yeah, no exactly. Fade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's fair. Which that's is fair. like I don't know why that happened that way, but it's like yeah, it's, I could also be like, well, that's how you know human consciousness works. When the human starts talking, you stop paying attention to the crickets in the background, right? Right. Um, but no, uh, it was just funny. But did you notice the you... dancing bear? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, so yeah, really quickly going back to the lady missing and the movie thing. I think that the fact that it was all like sung in camera, like everything is like in camera, um, which is to say that they didn't do any ADR or anything like that is neat. It's kind of like how, uh, boy is neat or boyhood or whatever oh when did was you know like, boyhood took 17 years to make or whatever? yes i know i've seen it also uh and it was not worth that oh no i can imagine i just have a pavlovian response where if anybody ever says boyhood i'd say did you know it took 17 yes years to that is make? exactly what i'm saying where it's like <laughs> yeah that's neat that they did it this way but it wasn't worth it i don't think that lay miz is better for it being all on set like audio i well, think it's actually worse for it I, I i think i swear it's been because, you and i that's already no maybe it was me and sean where okay part of it is like it's like uh i'll just say it here right now because mm-hmm. uh and i'm actually really enjoying this because part of my fear of our second screening podcast is we spend so long on the plot and then a few parts on the after the review so yeah, yeah sure. uh, so okay so uh uh i judge movies as a receiver of mm the movie and 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 so here's the thing right where you know they can be like yeah but you, you they'll make a movie and they'll be like yeah but did you know that it was what did you call it sung in camera yeah they like it was sung in camera and they had to launch the actors to the moon <laughs> to get the zero gravity so what you're actually hearing is what the sun would hear because there's <laughs> right and so yeah. like that's the thing where i'll be like i mean that's pretty cool but that movie still sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's like, exactly my, my yeah, stance. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. I, I, I judge these things holistically yes. while still, especially things like that, appreciating like the G whiz nature of it. So yeah. uh, I, I, I liked Les Mis and I really like that, that in camera thing, but I also a hundred percent get where you, exactly where you're coming. I'm from. using the phrase, by the way, in camera, like sung in camera, uh-huh. because that's actually like a special effects thing. Mm. Cause there's like, you know, you can do CGI or you can do, 
like uh, in a, uh, in camera effects. Basically, like whatever is happening on screen is captured in the camera. That's called in camera effects. What, right? Like a lens flare? No, no, no. Like uh, if well, yes, lens flare flare is an example. Like if you actually like were to catch a lens and see the flare uh-huh. in the camera without it being like done after oh. after effects or anything like that. That's in camera. But like for example, like Jurassic Park when they have the giant animatronic uh, T Rex. And it comes like crashing through and all that stuff. Like when the TRX uh-huh, like, uh-huh. comes down and like yeah. is face to face with uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, um, that's in an in, in camera effect because it's being captured in camera. There wasn't anything after the fact that was. Oh, done. good. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. I totally understand now. Okay. Which, yeah, yeah. We need yeah. more of that. I mean, yeah, I do. Uh, yes, I believe I believe that in camera effects are the only good effects. I mean, yeah. I always call them like practical effects. Yes, yeah. practical effects. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, which the, are, there is also a difference between practical effects and in camera. Okay. Um, and I don't really know quite all of the difference, but yes, uh-huh. uh, yeah, practical effects versus yeah, in-camera effects. I mean, just go or, watch, uh, go, go watch, go watch like like the first Spider-Man and look at like how a- how it's aged so poorly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then go watch Jurassic Park from 1994, and it still looks really good. Yeah. And I totally know that like there is like a lot of CGI behind the scenes. There is yes. that, that you never notice. But I mean, and I mean that's you know uh, Futurama. I'm a big fan of CGI as salt and pepper. Like yeah, is, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah, I like CGI being used to amplify practical or in-camera effects mm-hmm. rather than being the entirety of the effects. Exactly. Like, like if I have to see fucking um, what's his name, uh, Ruffalo, uh, his oh, head. Oh, Mark flo- Ruffalo. Yeah, Hulk? Mark Ruffalo's head floating in the middle of the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. Ever again, like it's like <laughs> yeah, it was know, right? so bad. Like I I, someone I had a picture of the guy from the first Iron Man. Yeah. Where he was in that like big iron, like giant iron thing. Oh, the he iron looked, iron monger. The iron monger. Yeah, yeah he was, was in the iron monger Jeff armor. Daniels or Jeff, Jeff Daniels or, or no, the other Jeff. Well, who cares? Anyway, yeah. that guy he looked more realistic than fucking Ruffalo did in this like super expensive movie. Yeah. He looked like he was just floating. His head was like floating out of nowhere in this like red and gold prison. God, I know. Which goes back to like, and that's another thing where it's like, yeah, but did you know? That they had to have sixty nine thousand white capture dots on their face, wow, uh, and, uh, and they had to have a uh, 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 four hundred twenty Bitcoin mining machines do the effects. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty impressive, but it still looked really bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah, um, Endgame wouldn't have been able to be made without CGI. I get it, but at the same time, they could have done better. Well, uh, yeah, like so. Actually, like like here's a, a fun Matthews factuals. This one is fun because I decided it. Okay, great. Um, yeah. <laughs> you so are dur- the arbiter of fun. <laughs> yes. So dur- that's right. Uh, fun police. I mean, actually, uh, I think that's what the guy yells. Or mm-hmm. what, yeah, fun police. Um, uh, George Lucas actually created a giant weapon killing laser and they actually blew it up. Wow. Like in space. Yeah. Wow. No, and that's 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 why the effects you know, still look so good. Yeah, he's he he's made dedicated an actual to death star. <laughs> and they blew it up. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe they did the same thing for uh Rise of the Skywalker or whatever the fuck the ninth movie was called. <laughs> you know, uh, we need to Rise re- of the Jedi. Yeah. Think, so right. so we need to have a whole one where we just return back to what launched this podcast. Yeah. Uh, mostly because I feel that all of my arguments have been proven right. I think you might be right. <laughs> I, think I still think that the first I think the first one of the sequel trilogy was still a good movie. Yeah, sure. Or still yeah. a fun movie. Yeah, I sure. haven't seen the third one. Yeah, sure. I That's know. how bad things got. Yeah, we're gonna get back there. We will get back there eventually. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so sorry. Let's go to second screening. So second screening, both Matthew and I watched this movie earlier today, um, 
Because that's our new thing. That's our new thing. We do that now. Yeah, where Except we watch with, it and then the immediately... interview with Mean Guns, but I had to go to the hospital. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like dehydrated. Yeah, that was the thing. We were like, you're like, it's like, hey, uh, you want to go ahead and hop on Discord and we'll record this? And I was like, I, I gotta go. Yeah, I just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, moving forward, we will try and do like the sec our second screening. And then immediately do the recording of the second screen. So it's fresh. So it's fresh. So Matthew, what were your thoughts on your second screening after having watched it previously? Yeah. So so second screen. Oh yeah. Uh, one thing I did, which you know, talking to you, kind of the, the one that uh, I want to reattack the first screening, which was um, I basically ignored everything from Dumb Hat Philosophy One Hundred and One guy. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I did want to bring that up, where it's like it is easy to like zone him out. And yeah. Also, oh my if you're god. On yeah. an elliptical, you're like, I'm just going to focus on being on the elliptical right now. That's exact. I think it's exactly what happened. Is yeah. yeah, yeah. Like where I'd like look over my 3D printer or whatever. <laughs> so um, uh, your uh, Dremel 3D printer. Yeah. Well, no, it used to be a Dremel. I sold that one. Oh. Yeah. Well, because Dremel, the Dremel 3D printer was. Thanks, hey, everyone. Thanks for attending the uh, 3D printing, oh, 3D printing technology podcast show. Um, I'll totally talk about that. No, the Dremel was based on a Flash Forge. And so part of me was like, well, why don't I just buy a Flash Forge then? Because yeah, <laughs> because all the you know because it's modified, it's still based on it, right? But but like anytime I would be like, how do I change this nozzle? I would find the Flash Forge ones, but there would be like slight differences. And then part of me is like, I should just go buy the Flash Forge one. That being yeah. said, Flash Forge three D printers are great. Um, so okay, so so I just wanted because I I realized now that I actually uh I I I I cut that out mentally, and I think that was part of my enjoyment of the, of the first screening. Okay, so second screening with you hours ago, um, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I did not feel its length at all. I was actually shocked uh, at Great. how fast it went. Um, uh, so the first screening, I really, I kind, I think I kind of thought what you thought, where I was like, okay, when I watched it the first time, like everything up to like Zidal and Motel's marriage mm-hmm. was like, I felt like it would like flew by and I loved it. And like, I really felt like the first screen, like the whole second half, I was like, oh God, this is so boring and stupid, right? Yeah. Uh, and I liked where I ended up, but then, you know, at the beginning of the second screening, that's the name of the podcast, secondscreen.podbean.com. Hey, it rhymes. It rhymes. I still, I still make that joke. <laughs> I don't think anybody but me appreciates it, but I tell jokes for an audience of one, which is me. Um, so I was dreading it because I was like, oh my God, I was like, I was like, it's gonna, I was like, it's a three hour movie. I'm, I'm going to enjoy the first half. And then like, it's just going to take forever. Um, but, uh, it, it just, the whole thing flew by like legitimately. Right. I, I, and I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not expect that. So, so, you know, I, I really liked it the first time, the second time, uh, that I didn't feel its length at all. Um, the you know the stuff that annoyed me were just minor grievances you know mm-hmm. I've got I think some of the songs are simplistic and then all philosophy one on one his hat is so dumb he I does hate, I he hate does his hat sucked yeah yeah um, but even his stuff was, was 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 fine and 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 things like that and then I was really able to appreciate um, you know another thing that I do like is is I really do try to do a good job of I I watch I watch it once. And then I try to not watch it and not talk to you about it. Yes. Right. And it's because it's like, I was like, okay, if the name of the the podcast is second screening, it's like, um, you know, I want to like think about it without watching it again. And so, you know, there were obviously thoughts that were developed after the first screening Mm -hmm. where like seeds were planted. And I, I'm sure that I thought about them. Uh, And then the second screening um, like those, those, those seeds, you know, kind of grew into, just interesting discussion. 
um, which which I think I think we had here, you know, kind of the thing where it's like I didn't realize, you know, watching the the matchmaker song, which I did not like the first time, but I liked the second time. Mm-hmm. And then me realizing the second time when matchmaker came on, I was like, oh, I now realize that like all of, you know, the first song is about tradition, which this movie challenges a lot of. And the second song, everything happens in terms of they all get matches. Right. Yeah. Now, it's not done through the matchmaker, but but it's so funny because you know, within the first 10 minutes of the movie, it tells you basically what's going to happen in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, we're going to talk about tradition and then these girls are going to get some matches, right? Like you said, <laughs> like the, the the daughter four and five don't even like get a name because who cares, right? Yeah. Like it, it's not about them. So um, so uh, the second time I absolutely loved it. Uh, uh, I didn't feel its length. Um, the minor annoyances weren't so minor. And then really what it was, was and this is a movie you have to watch twice. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Which is a big undertaking because it is, that's six hours. Yeah, it's it's not, yeah, it is not. I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, there's eight episodes of Peacemaker, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like watching this movie twice is like watching almost like, you know, like a modern, you know, whole season of a, of a TV show. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I totally get why my grandma had a copy of it now and honestly like part of me you know my uh, my, my my grandmother passed away a couple of years ago mm-hmm. you know you were you were kind of you know, we, we were I, I was i was there for yeah, you yeah, you were, yeah. and so you, part of me is like uh, i'm always so torn because like okay if you were to sit you know six-year-old me down and make me watch you know three hour fiddler on the roof uh good freaking luck right like, yeah absolutely uh, i don't know maybe it would but, but part of me is like i was like man i was like maybe i should have because my, my grandma very devout catholic mm-hmm. so you know, um, and uh, so uh, just it, it, part of me is just wondering, like, well, what if I would have watched it with her? Just to, I, I'd be interested to see, you know, what her take was yeah. on it, and 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 uh, you know what what would have happened if we would have discussed it. But uh, but anyways, um, like I said, if it, I really do think, you know, uh, the the big takeaways of this podcast, like one, great discussion; two, diamonds in the rough; and mm-hmm. three, movies uh, that uh, you know you should see. But maybe you, you know, maybe me, I hope that there's somebody out there who is in my position, which is uh, uh, they would have never watched Fiddler on the Roof. Obviously, they're aware of it. And then maybe if they see this episode title, you know, I, I hope people, if they are interested, uh, you know, go watch the movie and then listen to it. Listen to the, you know, our podcast. If, mm-hmm. if we have any listeners, which we don't, so that's not a problem. Yeah. But, uh, I think know, Timber will listen to this episode. Timber. Sure. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, Timber just, just replied on Discord. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh my yeah. God. I'm so happy. Wait, are, so we, are we streaming this on Discord? No, no. I, I sent you a, uh, message on oh, Discord okay. in our, Team Orange Cat channel about good hat versus bad hat. Mm. And then Timber immediately was like, bad hat? <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Okay, good. So I'm glad. Well, also, we should totally so stream it. Our friend Timber is uh, of Yiddish descent. And yeah. so this is a uh, this is actually a, a movie that he's very interested in. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I, I actually, I know for a fact there's one person, I'll just say his first name, uh, uh, Scott. And uh, he, you know, uh, when he said, hey, when are you guys recording your next podcast? I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, it's been like a year because we're going to watch Fiddler on the Roof. And he's like, you're doing Fiddler on the Roof? He's like, I've never watched Fiddler on the Roof. And he's like, but if you guys are doing it, I will watch it and then listen to your episode. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I like so, that a lot. Okay. Yeah, so if nothing else, like there's one person. And it's one of those things where it's like, hey, if you've gotten this far and you haven't watched it, uh, you should go watch it. It's really good. So, Just go. Yeah, I would yeah. say go watch this so, for sure. Uh, but uh, second, second, again, second screen, I loved it even more. I didn't feel its length. Its minor complaints were kind of washed away mm-hmm. uh, probably because i think i had the big picture 
Uh, and uh, yeah, second screening is just it's great. Great, good. I'm glad to hear that. So my second screening uh, today, I actually forgot how much I like this movie. Sure. Um, so watching it again today, especially with you, um, made me remember how funny it is. Uh, so Matthew has a funny thing where he will like really laugh at anything or something that if he, if Matthew finds it funny, which is like actually most things that are like actually funny, he will laugh at it. Um, he will just straight up laugh. And so him and, and I try, these... I try to do a good job. Uh, I really, you know, I don't talk to him about our movies yeah, actually. in between. And, and there will be stuff where it's like, if we start to discuss what, what's my saying, you know, I know I've said it to you enough times. Yeah, it's like save for the podcast. Save for the podcast, save right? Pad, pad, so, podcast. Yeah, the save for the podcast. And uh, uh, I really tried to like remain neutral and not laugh, but there were just so many funny parts where I yeah. just, I just like, I was like, I just have to laugh at this. Which actually was good because yeah. I was starting to feel the, uh, I was starting to feel the length of the film just yeah. because I was like, oh God, I have to subject Matthew to this. And I, I know, right? no there's, idea Yeah, there's always a it. guilt to that, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, nowadays, like, you know, I guess it used to be showing somebody a video. Now it's like, if you, you know, showing somebody a YouTube video, yeah. you're like, watch this hella funny YouTube video. And if they're not laughing, you're like, oh God, oh no, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that no, was kind that's of just what my I was professionalism. Feeling. Yeah. So, um, yeah, going into this, I had no idea that Matthew liked it. So I was like, oh no, because I, I will... I guess admit to a little bit of like spiteism and I don't want to do this moving forward, but like with mean guns being so fucking bad, I was like, I'm going to fucking get, you. I'm gonna get you. you're going to watch this three hours fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, it's good, but it's three hours. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, no, I, uh, I forgot how much I liked it. It was fun watching it with you. Cause you laughed at all these parts that I don't know if I would have out, I would have, I would have enjoyed, but I don't know if I would outward laughed with, but because you were laughing, then I started laughing and it made it so much more enjoyable. Yeah, it's like that energy. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah when, when we watch, you know, re wrestling with, you know, yeah. with Nikki, right? It's like, it's like, I like wrestling, but, you know, watching it with when, somebody who's that passionate, like, you just, you feed off their energy. Absolutely. Right? And it becomes so much more enjoyable. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like, it's like, it's like, riches, riches are the curse of the modern world or whatever. Yeah. It's like, then <laughs> may God smite me with it and I'll, and never, I'll recover. never recover. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, it's so good. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I was also impressed by how much that you remembered. There were like lines coming up. You be you quoted them as they were happening. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, I know, right? I, in, in my mind, I'm just on my elliptical, just like, ooh, 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 yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> and it's like, and then I just remember it happening. I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it was yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. I very much enjoyed this movie. The second screening. Um, I will say though, on my second screening, I'm like, there is a lot you can fucking take out of this movie. So this is very much like. I know that we spent quite a bit of time doing the plot uh, analysis, but we really only touched on the major things that happened. There's a lot of in this movie that are just character moments. And I love it because you really come to like know and care about these characters. Can you define what is it? Because I think I know what you mean, but I'm like, what, what can you define character moments? So a character moment kind of being like, um, so you know, like when Perchik, you first get introduced to Perchik uh, and it's right before the Sabbath and uh, Tevi is giving out all this uh, milk to everyone. Mm -hmm. And this guy keeps like, I think it's the rabbi's son, keeps reminding him of things. And he's just like, go away at the end. Like all these like kind of interstitial moments that because uh, you, you get to know both um, Tevia and the rabbi's son, even though he's like this bit player who never really comes back. 
Um, do you remember what I'm talking about when he gives like the cheese to Perchik? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's like this guy who's just like keeps reminding Tevye of all these other things, and he's like just and finally he's like go away. Oh, that's like, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. He's the one where he's like you know as the good book says. And he's like, when did the good book say this? And he's like, ah, there's all these books. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. chicken somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, he's like he's like as the good book says, once you pop, you can't stop. And, like, when and he's say like, that that's he... Pringles, and he's yeah. like, go away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like. <laughs> Moments like that, like uh, these moments get like kind of like drawn out quite a bit. Or there was like this one part towards the end that I was like, you could have just dropped this whole fucking thing. Um, uh, like uh, not the song uh, Anatevka that you needed that. But like there's just like these these moments that were kind of like these bigger moments that are just very atmospheric that some of them you didn't need all of them. There was yeah, a lot of I know, you, like, right, you yeah. kind of, it felt like padding almost, there were times. There can be some elements of, you know, it's like when you first read Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and then you're, like, looking at this, like, you know, 6.9 inch, you know, stack of books. Oh, for and sure. And you're, like, reading about him, like, talking about the food, and you're like, got it. Got it. I yeah, got it. Got right? it. Yeah, or I like, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's some parts that I kind of felt were padding, but I, that's also, like, a modern approach. Um, mm-hmm. It some of them really did make you like really care for these characters or like for a very good instance uh, something i think that you would have really liked is removing um the song uh miracle of miracles um the taylor song yeah right right, right. Yeah, so that's a yeah, character yeah, moment yeah. where you learn you kind of learn to actually you actually learn to like the taylor in that moment because like he you see how much he loves uh, Zidal and how much Zidal loves him. Sure. Whereas before it was just kind of like, like, well, what do you actually see in this guy? Like, he's like weird and lanky and like, yeah, he's kind of like sweet, but like whatever. Oh, but see, he, like, I guess I love the Taylor from the get go. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I see that like, that's like, I know that's what you're supposed to get out of that moment. So I'm like, okay. Um, I, you could cut that. You could cut that totally. And it would have been fine. Um, it's a character moment. Sure. Um, there were a few of those things, right? Which, I'm, I'm, you know, you and I talked about this at the very beginning, but it's like, yeah, it's like, there's not a lot that happens. Yes, there's right? not a lot that happens in this movie, but it's very yeah. dense. Yes. It's a very dense movie. Every scene just has so much going on. It's just, yeah. it's so dense. Yes, absolutely. So it, while that does make it a wonderful film, it does also... I feel like artificially pad the length of the movie. I mean, if there was a re-release or if they were remaking this <laughs> starring Zendaya and Zendaya, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Like Zendaya's in right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I who would be like? Who would be like Tavia? I don't know. Tom Hardy. Um, oh boy, you could never sell a three-hour movie, mm-hmm. right? Like you would be like, it would be like it's 2021 TikTok, and you're trying to make me watch a three-hour movie. It's just not gonna happen. Well, they did release the Batman, and that is three fucking hours. Yeah, and I'm gonna watch that tomorrow. It's gonna be dope as hell. Yeah, I, so I haven't said anything about the Batman. Oh yeah, that's right. You saved for the Batman. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna do that one. Who knows? Uh, maybe if you want uh, to, but um, uh, I don't know if I want to necessarily. Anyway, so yeah, second screening. Um, getting back to it, like I really remembered how much I enjoyed this movie. Sure. That being said, I also remembered why I only really like. I only really like two or three of the songs in this. So the other ones are very forgettable. It's a, not a good musical. It's a right. great story. I, I and it's a agree great movie. It's not a good musical. Yes, I <laughs> totally agree with you. Yes, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Like the fucking, the grave scene, 
Uh, I forgot that it existed. I uh, second. Screen, I love it. That's second spooks. screening. I liked it, but yeah. I forgot that it. I straight up forgot that it existed. This is one of those things here where it's like it's like if this was just a straight up play, you're like, yeah, that's great, right? There were like, definitely moments like when at the end of Act One, I was yeah. like, this was shot like this was a stage. Like yeah. this is the you. Your stage direction is a play, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, which the main character is stage center. Everybody else is stage back. Like well, it was like I, well, okay. well, I mean, well, I love that because you know that I love plays. Yes. Uh, I also, you know, I like live music, but I hate going to shows. Mm-hmm. So I love the fact that. There's no, but what I mean is, like, there's no reason for this to have to have been a musicals, and you don't have to sing. There's a couple great songs mm-hmm. that I'm grateful exist, right? But like, yeah. you know, this didn't need to be a musical. It could have just been a play. Yes. Now, I'm grateful because, you know, there's more than a couple songs that we got. I mean, including some super iconic songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the strength, the strength of this is not its songs. Songs. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And there's some musicals where the strength is the songs for sure. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's some where it's like, hey, listen up. Uh, uh, things happen between the songs so we can get to the next banger. Yeah. Like, I'll, <laughs> like I like Hairspray as a story, but like it's. The songs are really strong. Yeah. It, like, its backbone, its skeleton is the songs. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It tells a very important story, for sure. Um, but it's, so Hairspray is about um, Baltimore in, during the Civil Rights Movement. It's The Wire. Um, it's The Wire. It is the musical version <laughs> of The Wire. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. Now, now coming, The Wire. The musical. <laughs> a Peacock special. Um <laughs> So yeah, so second screening, I I very much enjoyed it. I found myself laughing more than I had before. I forgot how funny of a movie it is. I forgot how quick-witted it was. Um, I just remembered it being like fun. It's it is fun, but it's really smart. It is. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on. It is a very it, like I guess dense in a way. But every scene is so dense. There's so much going on. Yeah. There's yeah. Every <laughs> every uh, every frame of picture. Every frame of picture. <laughs> every frame of painting. Oh um, yeah. Also R.I.P. That was such a great great channel. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. I I very much enjoyed. It. I found my. I remembered why I liked it for sure. Yeah. Cool. So let's go ahead and give our ratings, Matthew. What are your ratings from your first? impression to second screening yeah see this is where it's unfair again because now it's going back to schindler's list right <laughs> right it's like yes, uh, yes, c yes. minus to b solid b uh no i i mean i would say uh b plus to a i mm-hmm. mean i i i really was shocked at how uh how much i did not feel its length uh and uh and just how much more i enjoyed it and i mean i and like i said i i i really liked it the first time uh and uh just this yeah, yeah, like you just you you cannot watch this movie month. I mean, I'm sure you know it's like every movie. You know, there's always something that you can get watching it again, especially some super smart ones. Um, uh, you know, but uh, there's also some movies that I think will run into the the law of diminishing returns super fast, right? Yeah, where it's like, hey, yeah, maybe you watch it twice, and yeah, sure, uh, you get 99 percent of it, and you've watched it a third time, maybe you get 99.2. Mm-hmm. You know, for this one, it's like at least for me, it's like I'd say I probably got. You know, I don't know, 50 and then 75. And then I'm sure I'll watch it, you know, a couple more times, you know, in my life. Uh, I hope so. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so so definitely watch this, you know, at least twice, but probably more than that. But uh, yeah, it uh, you know, it, uh, it it really it really did improve. Uh, and uh, 
And I was the one who, you know, all, you know, I didn't actually almost kill the bad cat. Yeah, but, you like you But I did delay a long, it a lot. I delayed it a lot just because it just felt like a chore. And, it's a and, big ask. It is yeah, a big ask. Yeah. If you don't know anything about like going into a three-hour like musical, for me to be like, hey, you don't like musicals? Here's a three-hour fucking musical, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, and that's the thing. It's like you know, it's. You know, similar, like I said, you know, to Scott, who, who said that 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 he'll watch it now, right? Is that you know, if it took me a year to to get around, which by the way, it took me a maybe like ten months to watch it the first time, mm-hmm. and then two months, you know, to us to record this, right? Yeah. So like, that was mostly like a once scheduling I, thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, what what I'm trying to say is, once I watched it once, I wanted to watch it again. So Good. if I'm if so somebody sees this episode title. And if they think, oh, okay, I guess I got to go watch this thing once, you know, uh, that's 80% of the work. Uh, yeah. And so. Uh, watch it again. Yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. give yourself a little bit of time in between it. But yeah, definitely watch it again. Yeah. For and, sure. And if nothing else, if this podcast makes you watch it once, that's great. So, yeah. 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 What I think, what did I say? B plus to A, 100%. It was great. I, I actually am right along with you um, with, in my ranking. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, God, what do I what do I rank this as? And I think it's, I'm going to go B to A because I had, like I said, forgotten how much I enjoyed this film. Mm -hmm. Like I remember liking it a lot to the point where I I had seen it multiple times, but Mm -hmm. I forgot how much I enjoyed it. Sure. So I was like B for my first screening being like, well, it's good, but like, how good is it? Like the, the, you know, the first or the, the third act uh, or the third hour Mm -hmm. of it really drags and actually doesn't. I forgot how funny the third hour is like there's a lot there is still funny moments even in spite of the uh depressing it gets way more somber it gets way more somber but there are still funny moments absolutely um and there's still very uh also heartfelt moments right it it doesn't get boring i I seem to remember getting really boring in the third hour and it doesn't it still is good yeah it's not as fun as like the first hour is but it's good it's still good and so i forgot about all that so that's a b for me for my first screening to i would say an a yeah like i very much enjoyed this sure Uh, no wait okay this was a question i wanted uh, to wait did i I asked you about time period in in between the first and second screening right uh no you hadn't okay yeah because that's oh you had you so how old were you i was 18 i think 18 when i first saw it i think like in my 20s when i saw it my how about, how about last how about last screening to this sure i think it's been like five to ten years no definitely not five years it's been like eight to ten years since and that that's last. what i'm very curious about because like i said you know my first screening was you know two months ago right mm-hmm. so i i, I want to add that to our our data um just because yeah. i'm very curious to see uh you know if that affects anything yeah because like yeah. an a slid to a b in my memory because yeah. i forgot how much i enjoyed it yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah um no, I think it was like, I saw it first as a, either a junior or a senior in high school. I saw it again sometime in university. So sure. it must have been like 2008 sure, was like sure. the last time I saw it. So uh-huh. like that's 14 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, God, that's, wow. that was another thing where I was like, I, 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 yeah, I know, right. <laughs> uh uh that there was that one that one line of the uh during the uh the, the wedding 
where it's like it's like i don't remember growing old when did she that yes. one that one did get my goat that was That's actually a fact. the first line of the sunrise oh is it okay song. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i don't get I re- like within like the first stanza yeah 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 like i don't remember getting old when did she yeah because like, that's like that's like damn absolutely i had a yeah. fucking matt damon uh just saying that, that it's probably been actually 14 years since i've seen this last probably i yeah. think uh, I had a Matt Damon uh, at the end of uh, Saving Private Ryan moment where he just like suddenly ages. Oh god! <laughs> I was super. I was waiting. I was like, "Where's this going?" I was like, "This are we gonna hit a born? Are no, we gonna no. are we gonna hit a rounders?" Like you're like, I had a Matt Damon. I was just solving combatronics equations mm-hmm. on the blackboard. And I no, think, it's just me aging rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> Earn this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's another um, one we can never do, by the way. Oh, no, I do really, I do want to rewatch. I actually do re- uh, want to rewatch Saving Private Ryan, but I don't know if I necessarily want to review it. Yeah. Uh, because it's, I think it's been too long. I think it was like in the 90s when I last saw Saving Private Ryan. Uh-huh. So it's been over almost 30 years since I've seen Saving Neck. That's not math. 20, it's definitely been <laughs> plus 20 years. But like yeah, 1990 yeah, yeah. to 2020, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know Saving Private Ryan came out in like 95, right? 97. So 97 think, okay yeah. give me like five five more years and i'll be right yeah yeah <laughs> so it's, yeah. i'm closer to right than wrong yeah no that uh, time goes yeah true. Yes, exactly no, yeah uh, mostly yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> anyway so yeah b to a for sure it sure. is a wonderful film everyone should see it at least once it's the feel-good movie of the year it really is actually but it also gets it uh, it really ends on a fucking depressing ass note the ending of the last 10 minutes of it is gray. Like, it's just straight up gray. Like, it's the color gray. I love, it reminds me of, it's like, it's like, uh, uh, I'll, I'll send this thing to Rachel too. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, we were in Who the fuck is Rachel? Someone, uh, when I was in Iraq, and we, oh. you know, and, and no, <laughs> the like, reason, no, we're talking about no, 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 the reason, the reason is because that was when, uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy was doing the Sean Spicy, because it was, you know, beginning 2017, oh, yeah, and yeah. then she does the, the Easter, and she's like, and, you know, it's called Passover, because the Jews pass over the Pharaoh and then pretty much smooth sailing from the juice since then. <laughs> so that's like when you're like the past 30 minutes, it's like, yeah, they get kicked out of the village, but it's smooth sailing since then. So mm-hmm. it's not a problem. Mm-mm. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is like this is a lighthearted romp through a very terrible period for Jewish people in <laughs> Europe. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, um, no, sometimes we laugh. We don't know why. It's easier to, to laugh, laugh than cry. cry. Yeah. Burma shave. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that will wrap it up for our second screening episode on uh, Filled on the Roof. I'm so happy to learn that you liked it so much. Yeah, uh, I yeah. was actually like, I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, um, no, like I said, this is I, I really like it's like Coherence, Rogue One, and Fiddle on the Roof. Yeah, it's 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 uh, or I guess or, yeah, I'll rephrase it Rogue One, Coherence, Fiddle on the Roof. Uh, uh, great discussion, mm-hmm. uh, hidden gems, and then known great movies that you should watch, and maybe this podcast will will we'll expose it to you. To you. Do that. Yeah, I will also put another one up there for you. Okay, I mentioned earlier the Fountain. Yes, I was aware of the Fountain. Oh, okay, sure, but I never, I never would have watched it. Sure, sure, uh, okay. That, we'll put that in bucket number three then. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, like I very much enjoyed. I remember listening to podcasts that someone like shit on the fountain, and I was like, no, it's actually you tell, good. You tell me where they are. I can't remember. No, you, you find them. And you, you send them to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're like anyway. So I was like, no, I remember 
never liked the fountain. And so like the fountain actually still does have a uh, soft spot in my heart because of this podcast. Episode. I'm going to stone Colt Stenner. <laughs> whoever insulted the fountain. Yeah. And don't think I won't. Um, anyway, so that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. However, we need to figure out what our next movie is. And Matthew, it is... Your turn. Oh, okay. Actually, we're going to take a break here because... Uh, we need to talk about it? Yeah, no, because I have another idea. Okay, No, great. I've spent the last year... <laughs> I spent the last year <laughs> procrastinating on Fiddler with the Roof. And Fiddler then with the Roof. I said with? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Listen up. Today's episode is sponsored by... Glenn uh, 12. 12. <laughs> and, uh, and coming up with... Uh, I really was trying to figure out a way to make this uh, podcast have a, a, you know, a little bit more, uh, bring more to the table, if that makes sense. So I've got another idea, which I'll talk to you once we pause now. Okay, so we're doing something new this time per Matthew's idea. It was my idea. It was. It's a good idea. So instead of uh, us just selecting a movie and then... Like Popcorn 2007, not actually being able to find it. We're I'm going to. We're going. So upset about that. I know. I we I, gotta I, find I, it I think about that once a quarter. I actually, I still do as well. I'm like, we're gonna get it. <laughs> that's gonna, gonna be. That's our white whale. Yeah, we're um, gonna. Yeah, it's our white whale. We're, and, gonna, we're gonna get it. So uh, we're going to give each other four options of a movie that we're going to do next time. And then we will decide off air which one it is, and you won't know which one until you see the title of the next episode. You see, it builds, it builds uh, tension. tension. Yeah, and it's two options. There are two options. Yes, so we two will each. do two each, each. Yeah, two each. Yeah, each person gets a movie that they've seen once before, and then a movie that they've not seen that they want to do for the uh, podcast. So, Matthew, what is? What are your two movies? The movie that you haven't or you've seen once and then followed by the movie that you haven't seen that you want to do for this. Yes. Okay. So the movie that I've seen once, uh, it was another uh, Amazon elliptical find underwater starring Case Stew, which was, I think, 2020. Really? Wow. Yes. I've never heard of this. Underwater with yep. Kristen Stewart? Yeah, with Case 2. It took me a second to figure out who Case 2 was. Oh, yeah. Case 2, T-Swizzle, I can never call them what they, you know, what their names actually are. But, uh, yeah, my the, I, the movie that I've seen once before is Underwater, Case 2. And uh, the movie, uh, so uh, this goes back to my loving horror theme. Mm-hmm. So I like to go to Reddit and, you know, discover new movies. So uh, Into the Labyrinth. From 2019. And if it's on Reddit, it's not going to be another popcorn. No. You know, they don't post on r slash horror is actually usually colloquially referred to as Dreadit. Mm. Uh, and so, uh, it, you know, so if it's on Dreadit, you know, you'll be able to find it. So, uh, yeah, Into the Labyrinth is a movie that uh, I have never seen before. I don't know anything about it. Uh, and so that's why uh, I would like to offer that as my choice for a movie that i haven't seen that's so, interesting underwater who, and into the labyrinth do you know anything about into the labyrinth i like, know nothing about it okay i was like who was not the director a, okay no, not a goddamn not, thing yeah not a not, not a, a not a goddamn not thing a goddamn thing you know as the good book says <laughs> when you need a horror movie to watch go to reddit <laughs> where does it say that in the good movie <laughs> that book? doesn't say it but he, <laughs> he says something about case two yeah <laughs> as the good book says case two case two um, all right, so my two movies are going to be a movie that I've seen a bunch of times, actually, but I've been, like, 
kind of jonesing to revisit it, sure, see if sure. I, I still like it. Uh-huh. And this is Fight Club. Okay, sure. Uh, you know, Edward Norton, Brad Pitt. I don't know who directed it. I don't actually ever know who directs any fucking movies I watch because I don't actually care. Yeah. Uh, unless they're Wes Anderson. I actually really like most... Oh, actually, was, it, was Fight Club Fincher? Was it David Fincher? That sounds right. Okay. I actually think that that sounds right. Or is that Seven? Uh, it could be both. Porque no dos. So, uh, Fight Club is my pick for a movie I've seen before. I have a story around why I've seen that movie. I've seen it a lot. Not to, Not that I wanted to. Um, and then the movie that I haven't seen that I want to see for this, uh, podcast is Ghost in the Shell 1995. Okay. The animated version of Ghost in the Shell. Sure. I have actually never seen this movie. Okay. Okay. I am aware of it. I understand what it's about and I understand how much... My co-host really likes it. I mean, I like Ghost in the Shell so much that I gave an hour talk at Skurcon about leadership lessons from Standalone Complex. <laughs> so, yes, I was like, I'm going to delightfully surprise him sure. with this with this pick. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's a solid. Yes, so those that is, that is my pick. One of those movies will be our pick for the next episode of the Second Screening Podcast. And it won't take a year. And it won't take a year. It won't take a year. Bye. Bye.